Wow. I can't believe my universe distortion device actually worked. I'm totally in another world right now. <laughs> oh, the air smells clean. It's beautiful inside. Hey, 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 you, 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 over there. Uh, uh-uh. Did we what? fix global warming? Global, global warming is global warming. Oh, yeah, we took care of that years ago, man. Oh, awesome. Oh, is that a 3DS? What are you playing there on your 3DS? Oh, that just Dragon Quest Monsters Joker 3. Whoa, that actually came out here? Of course it did. I mean, have you been living under a rock? It was the game of the year in 2016, especially after Dragon Quest Go became popular. Wait, Dragon Quest Go? Surely you mean Dragon Quest Walk. No, it was Go. You're thinking Pokemon Walk. Wait, Pokemon what? what? Oh. Pokemon was never popular here, man. Nintendo tried their best, but after that Porygon thing, it just never happened. So wait a minute. I'm in a world where Dragon Quest is... Wait, wait. Is there like a giant slime at the Macy's parade? Yeah. And you guys getting fistfights over Dragon Quest trading cards? All the time. Oh, what movie are they on? Well, last I heard, Ryan Reynolds was doing the voice of a slime in some live action thing called Dragon Quest Detective Goomshoe or something. Oh my god, I'm in paradise! Can, can I go now? I don't want to miss the presidential inauguration. It's going to be a fun one. Inauguration? Wait, what day is it? January 20th, 2017. Who won? Oh, Donald Trump totally. No! No! It's not perfect here! It's not! Oh! I have to go back right now. Wow, that sucks. He ran off before I could finish. I was going to tell him that Donald Trump totally got arrested for election fraud after colluding with the Russian government. Man, what crapsack world was he from where that didn't happen? Oh, well, I want to play my Dragon Quest and level all the slimes. In the early 2000s, Kelly Ryan and Matt Mason were sent to backlog prison for the crime of owning too many games. These RP gamers promptly escaped with help from their staff to the internet underground. Today, still drowning in unplayed games, they survive as podcasters with no fortune. If you have a backlog, if no one else can help, well, you've already found them. It's our A-Team of RPG Backtrack. Welcome to RPG Backtrack, your regular deep dive into your favorite RPGs. We are a production of RPGamer.com, bringing you such fine podcasts like RPG Cast, your weekly news show, Q&A Quest, your weekly feedback show, and we're your bi-weekly nostalgia show. I'm your host, Kelly Ryan, and back from the road after a month of adventuring and sitting in a car playing a switch for god knows how long my partner podcast partner in crime matt mason 10,500 miles later i I learned something on the toyota uh the uh trip odometer won't go over 10,000 it just rolls over we were all excited to watch it hit 10,000 yesterday and it just went back to zero like what so you're saying that it was over 9,000 oh it was well over 9,000 I'm, I'm sorry. We, we hit that in Nashville. <laughs> <laughs> what's What's funny is that I met Mr. Mason. Uh, he when he drove through Kansas, we went to a local, a local burger joint called Freddy's Frozen Custard and had some amazing burgers. 
and took took pictures with our slimes because of course he yep. brought Westy and I brought mid Midwesty metal slime and it it was a blast. He, he Matt is officially my first internet friend that I've met in person. Look at that. And, and then Weedles, we we hung out just what two months ago, three months we ago. We did. So did uh, you did you also bully Kelly into playing more Dragon Quest Eight? <laughs> Um, no, she's already played. I already did a Dragon Quest Eight <laughs> podcast with her. I've played it twice. Oh my god! <laughs> Damn. I was going to say, you... why, why do you need to be bullied to play more Dragon Quest? I have not played through the the wonderful 3DS remake as of yet. Oh yes, I, I'll be here to bully you to to wheels. Play, I, play uh, eight. You, you could skip over seven and nine's eh, but eight. Oh, I beat seven. And oh, I okay. loved it. You didn't get tired of it after the 20th hour? No, I just wanted to play it more. <laughs> I love that game, but man, it gets long. <laughs> it does. It does. I played it in like chunks uh, over time and then eventually just sat down and finished the rest. But I re- uh, I know, I understand why people don't like that game, but I, I really like its structure, to be honest. Yeah, I mean it's it's got a good structure. It just it, it has a pace. It, well, the old one had a pacing problem. I think yeah. the 3DS one uh, fixes a lot of the pacing problem. Um, if you'd like but, to hear more thoughts on this, you can go back in RPG Backtrack Time to the first time Matt met Kelly on our yes. Dragon Quest Seven podcast. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I completely. That was. God. That was my first podcast. God, it's been, it's been ages. We've been doing this for too long. Um, long, long enough that we realized that. There hasn't been a Dragon Quest Monsters show. Really? I don't think so. Oh, my God. Well, there may Uh, not have been a Dragon Quest Monsters release in the time that this show was out. I mean, I know we're talking retro games anyway, but this is a retro series, actually, at the time. You think about it now. Yeah, because I forgot that Joker 2 was out, what, 11 years ago. 2011, yeah. And, yeah, hasn't had any games released since, and that makes me a, a, a a sad cat. But there are ways we oh, talk yes. about games that we have magically played. Yes, there are ways. Um, not, not exactly legal, but at, at this point, they're not getting a release anytime soon. So freaking go for it. Um, I, I I could hope as much as I want to for a Switch release of Joker 3, but eh, it ain't happening. No. We'll get into And, that. you know, we were supposed to have a lovely young Eric Dragon Quest Monsters game. As uh, told to us in 2018, <laughs> we we were given little pictures uh, pictures of young Eric and young Mia from Dragon Quest XI. They had a uh, 2018. We saw some character art, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we got the next Dragon Quest monsters." You know, following along with we always want to have somebody from one of our games. I mean, they've only done it twice, but. Um, you know, following in that tradition of we're going to have the young version of one of our heroes star in the next Dragon Quest Monsters game. And then uh, at the beginning of 2020, even before the pandemic, they came out and were like, so this game's in development. Hell, <laughs> you, you will not hear about it again for quite a while. And then when we finally did at the uh, Dragon Quest 35th anniversary last year, it had morphed into something completely different. And now we're getting Dragon Quest Treasures this December. At, and least, I am, at least it looks cool. Yeah, I am okay. It morphs into something terrible. I am okay with its metamorphosis because you know, you know, if they get better results being a quote-unquote treasures game, even though ostensibly it's a monsters game, then then bring oh, yeah, it on. you're collecting monsters in that game. 
But I'll, I'll okay. be pro- probably be getting uh be be getting treasures day one. Oh yeah, yep, it's on my list, definitely. But, but now we're here to talk about what led up to treasures, and who knows, maybe you might find some tre- um, treasures to try out after we have this mm-hmm. podcast. Because uh, I didn't realize there were that many games in the series until. Matt listed them all out and was like, damn, <laughs> this is a huge series. And it, it, people compared it to Pokemon because it was its direct competitor, but it's surprisingly good, especially if you're into Pokemon. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I love Dragon Quest and I really love Pokemon. And this was I didn't they didn't copy it exactly. They they did some cool things with the breeding that um you know I, I love item creation and synthesis and stuff in games so you blend that with a pokemon kind of thing and i i've played them all well, i've enjoyed he... them all to different extents and i think it's a good maybe sales numbers don't agree with me but uh <laughs> i think it's a great blend <laughs> hey not all great games sell great <laughs> correct correct well which, I th- which has sadly been true for a lot of dragon quest games in the west <laughs> <laughs> Hey, the mainline titles do great, and that's what I care about for the moment. Yeah. Um, I, I wish that some of the spinoffs did better, like Builders, but um, as long as the mainline titles do great and we get those, I'm, I'm fine with that. Builders, I'm pretty sure Builders did okay. At least it did better than Monsters, for sure. Yeah. Uh, oh, I'm going to yeah. be cu- I'm going to be curious what the mobile port does. And I, I would assume Builders 2 did well enough yeah. because they just gave us a freaking mobile port of that. Oh, you're able to control that on mobile is beyond me. But if no it reaches clue. a larger I audience... Touch that with a, uh, <laughs> wouldn't touch that with a 10-foot stylus. But, yeah. you know... I would t- touch it, it like with a controller synced to my tablet. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> oh, Squeenix is notorious for not having controller support. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. I, I did see something recently where, and you know, I wonder if it even has, I haven't looked into it much. I mean, I saw that and was like, you know, good job for you all Dragon Quest fans that want that. But I, I played my 70 hours of Builders 2 on the Switch and was perfectly happy with it. I don't need to, I'm not recreating a Hyrule in the game. So, uh, like some people I've talked to, and uh, I, I don't, I, I may be mistaken here, but I don't think it has controller support, but I saw a discussion where they were oh we're working on that we're working with people to make sure that works we're working on that why is why would you i know uh, why would that not be default ah! because square square be squaring this is the same company that thought that a uh cloud version of kingdom hearts was acceptable Ugh. let's give you a cloud version of that and then randomly port near automon what <laughs> i don't understand this company I don't don't understand them either, but (laughs) getting a swath of games from them this year. Yeah, it's a lot of them that I'm looking forward to. So, how about Final Fantasy Rune Factory? Oh, yes, I'm looking forward to that one. Final Fantasy Factory? Yes. Should have just leaned right into it. I mean, they already gave me my favorite game this year, Triangle Strategy. So, they gosh, too much. I'll tell you what, well, we'll have a quick break and then we'll get into the nuts and bolts of what makes Dragon Quest Monsters special. And if you guys are playing Treasure Trackers, is it Treasure Trackers or just Treasure Hunters? Just Treasures. Treasures. Dragon okay. Quest Treasures. I, I got it confused with Tetris, Tetris Treasure Trackers. My bad. But um, we'll, we'll 
school you on some of the DNA of monsters when you play Treasures later this year. So we're going to take a quick break and then we'll break it down. So stick around. RPG Backtrack, where we're diving deep into the Magic Dragon Quest Monster series. Um, if I accidentally call this Monster Hunter the next two hours, know that I mean Dragon Quest Monsters because I've had Monster Hunter on the brain because Rise just came out. <laughs> no, this is Dragon Quest. Oh, what is it? Sunbreak? Oh, right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Is yes, it what now? Yeah, Sunbreak. Sunbreak. Um, the original Dragon Quest Monsters came out on the Game Boy Color January 25th, 2000. I was starting my last semester of high school. I feel so old. I remember I was tutoring. This was my last year of college. Um, and I was tutoring a kid and he had a magazine. I was over at his house and he, gosh, he must have been 12, 13 at the time. And he had a gaming magazine out. And I was kind of, I didn't play a lot of video games when I was in college. I was too busy working and dating and going to college and doing a double major. And like college was like a four-year hole where a lot of people played a lot of video games. I played very little. Um, But this kid I tutored, he had turned me on to emulators. And so we got talking about video games all the time. And I remember this was the back page ad of something. And I was like, oh, dang, Dragon Quest. And I haven't played one of those in like five or six years. Oh, look at that. They're doing the Pokemon thing. That's pretty cool. That that was how I found out. Didn't you say the tagline was something very, a very clever dig at Pokemon? Oh, that wasn't until Joker won. Oh, never, they, never they mind. Didn't take, they didn't. They didn't take the. <laughs> they didn't take the shot till seven years later. Okay, my bad. I thought I was setting you up for a joke. <laughs> Yeah, and, uh, no, I didn't get I didn't start playing Game Boy stuff until the Game Boy Advance two years later. So this was completely off my radar. Even Pokemon was kind of off my radar because I didn't play that until. Well, I, I played a little bit of the original one on emulation, but it wasn't until 2002 when I was hitting Game Boy games hardcore. So I didn't. Yeah, I didn't pick this up until cheap for GameStop. Yeah, um, this, this it was kind of the same for me because at this point. I was in my junior year of high school attempting to have a social life, so I kind of didn't get back into Game Boy games again until the Game Boy Advance as well. And I'm right there with both of you. I think it was uh, because I started teaching in 2000, 2001, and it wasn't until like 2002, 2003. I'm like, okay, I've got this profession down. (laughs) I don't need to come home every night being exhausted by (laughs) running around teaching little kids. (laughs) <laughs> like, oh, hey, what have I missed in the past, like, five or six years? And, yeah, I, I I never had a Game Boy Color. I might have had one for a little bit, but then immediately was like, why do I have this when there's Game Boy Advance? And 
So I played lots of Game Boy Color games on the Game Boy Advance, including, yeah, the first two Dragon Warrior Monster ones. Well, I mean, it kind of worked out because by the time I was interested, these were on sale for like 10 bucks at various game stops oh, yeah. and EB games and uh, what the hell is the other one? Software, like, etc. Yeah. God, I forgot. There's a place I forgot about until all the ones that merged into GameStop. <laughs> mm-hmm. I remember. I think I picked both of these: Dragon Warrior One and Two, and Dragon Warrior Three, all up for uh, the Game Boy Color, um, like used at the time for probably like fifty dollars total, and a couple strategy guys. I remember I bought all these at a. It was called Rhino Games, just a little regional thing in Gainesville, Florida. And they had bookcases, and I mean, like, multiple bookcases of used strategy guides for, like, $1 to $5. Nice. I had so many strategy guides back in the early 2000s because of that place. Yeah, that that was one nice thing about gaming in the 2000s was hitting the tail end of some of these systems and being able to pick up some of, especially the portable stuff, for just dirt cheap. And, And now you're lucky if you can find a Pokemon game for under 50 bucks <laughs> well mm-hmm. if you, not to sidetrack just a little bit but if you hit it at the right time they occasionally are a lot cheaper i found like if you're like trying to buy them right as like a new pokemon game is coming out yeah forget about it <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, i i was just talking about some of the classic ones because those have shot up in price oh yeah insane prices for sure but uh, i have definitely seen them like drop in value and like Pokemon downtime, but then again, it's it kind of isn't a downtime anymore. <laughs> so no. Maybe that's not going to happen again. Pokemon's a yearly franchise, and it's yeah. been since 2016. Um, unfortunately, hey, where's our Monsters, DLC? Totally off track. <laughs> Monsters is not. Um, there's qu- uh, no quite a bit of time between titles. Well, okay, the the first three, so Dragon Quest Monsters came out in 2000, and then Monsters 2, Kobe's Journey Plus Tars Adventure came out in 2001 that was that trying to do the dual pokemon thing they did yeah okay they had kobe's journey and tara's adventure and you were either a boy or you were a girl and you know it was pretty much the same game either way and then caravan heart came out for the game boy advance in 2003 we didn't get that one um joker one came out in 2006 we did get that one and then joker two came out in 2010 um we didn't get the pro versions though and then we haven't gotten one since because then there was joker 3 and pro and 2017 and 2021 respectively and then the remakes of uh the first two games uh terry's wonderland in 2012 and then kobe and terry's mysterious key just one game that time i believe yeah yeah um and, and that, that last half of the list was all fan translated yeah thank you and, and you know what half of this list is Caravan Heart, Joker 3, and both of the remakes were, yeah. On my Slime Time podcast, I've had the uh, guy who did the Joker 3, Terry's Wonderland, and uh, the Kobe and Terry's Marvelous Key on. I've had him on a couple times. Z6 and 4. He's led both efforts. Um, I don't believe he does a translating. He always has somebody like Shadow translating, but he, he puts it all in and plays those games for hundreds of hours, getting them all working, and graphics like he changes the graphics so that you know something's popping up it says good or great he's changed that from the original japanese to actually say good or great on there so so, he he, he does a really good job with those what what goes into fan translation like like one of these 
Uh, and and talking to him twice for many hours, it's like he's got to hack it in. They've got to figure a way basically how to unzip the whole game. And it's, I guess, always looking for the pointers. That, that's a big thing. Like what what's pointing and what's telling what to do what and the context. Like it's not just a text file that they can translate. They're always looking for this or that. And I know when I talked to him first, I want to say we talked in December 2019, I had an episode where we talked about his uh, Terry's Wonderland and Joker 3 translations and had him on chit-chatting. And at the time, I was like, hey, are you going to be working on that Kobe and Tara's Mysterious Key? And he's like, well, we did. And then it like all shut down because um, one of the biggest things he said in both Joker 3 and Terry's Wonderland was finding there's a little switch to turn on somewhere. And he definitely said it is a needle in a haystack of gigabytes of data. There is a call switch to allow text to flow into other text boxes. And he said it's always a big thing um, in the Japanese to English translations because Japanese, the characters, can you, you have so much more information in a few characters than a few mm-hmm. letters. So any old sentence is going to be twice as long in English character length as it is in Japanese. And that's why you look at all those, uh, even going back to like Dragon Quest Warrior Monsters and the second one, everything had like four and five letter names, like everything had, or eight letters. Um, you had like Shadow Dragon, which was like H S H W and then D R G N. Because, you know, they, they could spell Shadow Dragon out with characters, Katakana mm-hmm. or whatever in uh, Kanji in eight spaces or whatnot but he didn't ever want to do that he's like no 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 like he's translating 3ds games he's like i'm we're, we're gonna have if, it, if the monster name is 28 letters it's gonna be 28 letters so finding those switches to be able to make text boxes expand and everything um was a big one and i know i talked to him a year and a half later we talked last summer um about the kobe and Terra's mysterious marvelous marvelous mysterious key um it took him a long time to and he said he just randomly got contacted by uh, somebody from Cuba that was like, hey, you still working on this? Because I think I found something. And he said that got everybody energized and they went and finished it in about a year and a half. It took about a year to put that all together. Nice. That that sounds like but, a, <laughs> I, I, re, I immensely respect fan translators because it's a labor of love with practically no gr- gratitude. Yeah. Because we've seen how ugly people are about that stuff. Mm-hmm. And, um. I always try to make a point to thank them every single time, but um, <laughs> we get kind of it. We got a little bit ahead of ourselves because yeah, uh, we, we got to the, I know we got to the fan translations of the last ones. We're, yeah. We haven't even talked about the earliest. I, I need to try to put some effort into finding the fan translator who did Caravan Heart because uh, you know backing up to the third one that was, it was definitely a different game, and that is my maybe I played fan translations before that, but that's the first one I waited on. Like I actually remember the day in March 2018, like seeing that drop and like woo, playing the heck out of that so well, one thing about the monsters series that's always prevalent is that it's a character from it's usually stars a character from a dragon quest game that was kind of a side character so in one it was terry and i can't remember mm-hmm. what game terry was from dragon quest six okay that, that's um, he, that's he, why he, i can't oh, remember that's right <laughs> yep he, he his sister Millie was also in the game, and the uh, story of the first one is Millie gets kidnapped, and they're they're little kid versions of themselves, you know. Mm-hmm. Twenty years ago, 
Um, yeah, his little kid sister Millie gets kidnapped, and he has to go in the wardrobe and warp to Narnia. I think Great Log. <laughs> yeah, basically, <laughs> he gets Wadaboo and Waraboo are these cute little fluffy monsters, and the bad one kidnaps her, and the good one kidnaps him, and they're like, "Well, you know, you could probably find her if you win this Starry Night tournament, because the winner of the Starry Night tournament gets their one wish granted to them." So, yep, the first Dragon Quest Monsters one involved a lot of going into these the little uh, spinny warp tiles that would warp you to uh, kind of randomly generated areas. Mm-hmm. I guess they weren't randomly generated in the first one, but uh, you'd have to find your way through these little areas, collect monsters, and that was cool. Is at least at the beginning, it had a lot of callbacks to the original series. You Like, one of the first bosses that you would fight in one of the key worlds was, uh, or in one of the worlds was uh, the Traveler's Gates, was the green dragon, like the green dragon in the cave. Yeah. And then you'd have to fight a golem, and the golem was defending a city, just like uh, the city in Dragon Warrior 1, the first one. And it it had a lot of little callbacks to that. Those callbacks are a lot better in the remake. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Just visually, I mean... (laughs) From from Game Boy Color to 3DS is yeah. uh, quite the uh, jump. Yes. Yeah. And I, when I, I first think... played Terry's Wonderland on, I, I used Citra the first time I played through it, the 3DS one, and you could really crank up the visual fidelity. And holy cow! I mean, it would drag a little bit because I don't have like gaming PC extraordinaire, and it, it was almost looking like uh, Dragon Quest VIII PS2 quality if you set that visual fidelity as high as it could go. Now, one reason why I took the uh, the series so well is because you're, you're catching monsters. You're basically using bait to catch them, and it's pretty much RNG. But mm-hmm. you're also breeding them. But, but basically, like Shin Megami Tensei. Yes. And who boy do I love me some breeding like Shin Megami Tensei. That's something that I could spend hours doing, um, just sitting there, like pretty much pairing my entire team off into brand new, more powerful monsters. And you know what? I've had a lot of people tell me that that's one thing they don't like about the Dragon Warrior game. They're like, oh, man, we're so used to like having our Pikachu that follows us along. And the same Pikachu we started with is the Pikachu at the end. And I'm like, yeah, but then how many Pokemon are you really using in the game? I love this because it makes you change like sure you start off with a little slime at the beginning but you know what pretty soon you're that guy's evolved up into a slime knight because you bred him with this little skeleton guy over here and then you know oh now he's this kind of slime and you know 40 breeding pairs later he's a king metal slime like kicking ass taking names mm-hmm. and that's the i mean I, I like my I have my favorite Pokemon, but I do like being able to, you know, basically have more powerful monsters as I'm going through the game. Um, and that I mean, that is one thing that I like about Pokemon is pretty much you only have around, what, 100 monsters or 100 Pokemon in each game. So you can pick your favorites um, versus monsters where there's like, God, let's say hundreds of different monsters. A lot. Oh, oh yeah. By the time you get to the, the, the by the time you get to the 3ds ones, you're in the 600s, 700s. Um, you're not catching them all, or if you do, you, you're putting about 200 hours into the game at least. <laughs> yeah, because it's not just catching them all; it's breeding most of them. I mean, out of those 700 monsters, you you're not going to see 500 of them unless you actually breed them. Mm-hmm. That they're not just roaming around. There may be 200 roaming around throughout the whole game, but now the original one, the uh, the Game Boy 
color versions. The first one had somewhere in the neighborhood of like 180 or something. And then uh, Kobe's Journey and Tara's Adventure. I, I want to say it was 312. Um, only, and I only know that because it's like the only game I've ever filled out the whole decks in. <laughs> <laughs> but how long did that so, take you? You know what? It wasn't that bad because uh, it was probably like 2004, 2005 by then. And um, I was married to a pharmacist that had to work weekends. And we had plenty of money back then. Uh, no kids. And I had like all summer that. Oh, cool. My significant other was working all day long. I'd be like, well, I got nothing to do. Let me, let me get my two Game Boy Advances out, get the Game Boy Color link cables, because you still had to use those old link cables. You couldn't use the Game <laughs> Boy Advance link cables to link Game Boy Color games. And uh, the Kobe's Journey and Tara's Adventure, if you, you could trade monsters back and forth, if you bred them across the cable, each person would get an egg. Oh, cool. So if you had, oh, that's really cool. <laughs> So, uh, like in these games, when you breed the monsters, um, just like in Shimagami Tensei, the breeding parents are gone. Like, whatever you use to combine them is gone. So, you know, you've got this really high-ranked monster and this other really high-ranked monster. You breed them, you're going to get a good one, but you've only got one. Well, I just did all my breeding across link cables, so each one would get more like i never my monster stock never depleted so yeah i would spend yep i would spend hours doing little family trees of like what i would need to collect and you know breeding and usually the second my second game would always kind of get a random one because i never planned for what the second one would be because uh i think back then the order mattered um whatever was monster a whatever was monster b and normally the way it would happen is if you put a slime monster as the first monster that you were going to breed um whatever you would breed with typically you'd get a stronger slime monster back like if you put a slime with a rogue knight you'd get the slime knight but if you put the rogue knight and then slime second you'd get a stronger like devil family or material family monster i don't know why i'm picturing you having this family tree spread out over your apartment and your wife coming (laughs) home at the time being like like what the hell are you up to Oh, man. I And I continue this day. I've got like the little breeding tables like, OK, I know I want to get the platinum jewel slime. Well, like I, I get my little uh, two lines going. Well, to make him, I need this one and this one. But, you know, this guy needs this and this and this. This guy needs this and this. And the next thing I know, I've got this chart like, OK, once I get these 60 monsters, I'm good. <laughs> So, uh, and I can't make fun of you because I I get that I always know I'm getting that that insane when the spreadsheets come out because yep. that's how I organize my gaming stuff is I, I pull up Excel and do, do stuff like that so <laughs> no shade no no shade throwing because I do the exact same thing too but uh, that 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 just abuses me. So you know while we're on the the first two games I'm pretty excited. Um, there is a Twitter account and I want to say it's retro Tom and I want to say this guy started maybe 10 years ago, translating. There's a PlayStation one and two version of dragon quest monsters one and two. Um, Mm -hmm. yes, there was. Yep. Um, it came and it wasn't that long afterwards. It was what May, 2022. So, I mean, just a little bit a year after we got the, the second one on Game Boy Color, they had a Japan-only PlayStation release. It's beautiful because, I mean, these were Game Boy Color games. So, you know, imagine a Game Boy Color sprite compared to, you know, Suikoden sprites. Um, and they have it, they have the two games in one, and it has never... I, I've seen fan translators try it or touch it and just not go through with it, 
But um, this Twitter account, Retro Tom, he deletes all his tweets. Like he'll tweet something out and then like a week later delete the tweet. So if you go to the his Twitter, there's no tweets there. Um, but I've heard from multiple people and seen tweets that he wants to get back to finishing this game off this year. And he tweeted right at the end of June that he was finishing um, might have been a remake of SMT one or two that was on PlayStation and he'd run all three routes and he was just double checking all the typos and this and that. And he's like, I don't, I don't have a date for anybody, but you know, I'm finishing this up soon. And he goes, I, I think I'm done. I played through it three times to get all three routes. And I was like, Oh my God, I know like he's tweeted about Dragon Quest Monsters one and two, like maybe that's his next project, but it's so mysterious with this Twitter. Like <laughs> the fact that all the, all the tweets get, cause I retreated one a couple of weeks ago and I pulled it up the other day and it's like, this tweet has been deleted by the user. <laughs> I was like, well, dang it. <laughs> but maybe, maybe in the future, there is another Dragon Quest Monsters game that I can play, uh, it, it, it's basically just a remake of the first two. It's not like we'll talk later. The should I say it's a port? It's a it's a graphically improved port. It's not the full remakes they did with the 3ds. So, so the 3ds's are from the ground up, and this is just like the, what the difference between uh, Dragon Quest One on the NES versus the SNES. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. gotcha. Yeah, the monsters follow behind you. They're walking in a row behind you, and from what I understand, it's just yeah, like hey, what if we what if we made beautiful sprites? It wasn't trapped on a two-inch square screen, and we put both games in one. Yeah, that sounds fun. So I, I a nice historical artifact to have at least. Yeah. yeah. I because I always like playing different versions of games like that just to see how different they are. Um, so I I'd finished the Dragon Quest Monsters one because it wasn't that long of a game, and I sort of appreciated the kind of roguelikeness of it, and that the the dungeons were sort of random. Mm-hmm. Um, they, yeah. And then and then in the sequel, it wasn't really like that, and I couldn't get into it as much. Now, did you try the key worlds in the second one? No, I I to be honest, I didn't get that far. It was it was a combination of um, not being able to get into it, and then I think because I, I played it in Jan- in a January either this year or last year, and you know mm-hmm. how you, you play something in January to get through the drought, and then January thirtieth something comes out and you're ready to play something. Oh else yeah. Again. So, uh, t- tell me how. I mean, what do you think of Monsters Two? Just so monsters two, it was a good follow up. Yeah, you're, uh, you, you get to pick. You know, if you bought Kobe, you're the little boy. If you bought Tara's Adventure, you're the little girl. And basically, it starts up. You're on a boat. Like dad's moving to a new island to become the uh, Pokemon daycare person. Basically, <laughs> the, their family is moving to the island of Great Log to run the monster rancher place um and whoever whatever game you are you're the main character kobe or tara and then the other one stays home with the parents and runs the shop basically uh, and early on in the game you meet the local prince and he's got a um one of the characters from the first game i think warabu or wadabu one of them's hanging out with him and these two are just fools, and they get in a tug-of-war match in the throne room or something, and one of them goes flying and knocks the plug out because this entire kingdom floats upon the ocean, and, of course, there's just, you know, a bathtub plug stuck in the middle <laughs> of the castle. <laughs> and 
you know, whatever happens, the plug gets completely shattered, and they're like, oh, crap, the whole island's gonna sink. So, uh, Waraboo or Wadaboo just happens to be the right size and plugs himself into the, uh, the, the <laughs> hole to stop the gushing water. And the game just sends you on really long fetch quests to different lands. Again, again you travel through the, uh, the mysterious portals, and you go to, like, the snow land and the volcano land and the island land and you're always trying to find something that can plug this hole and uh the gameplay loop is you know you, you spend five hours breeding better monsters beating this whole land and oh hey look you got the stone mushroom or whatever and you bring it back and he's like yeah that's the right size and they shove it in there and everybody celebrates and then it goes flying out again <laughs> and he's got to jump in and like oh no i guess you got to go find another thing to fix this so, so but Pokemon, you're fighting. What eventually po- happens is, sorry, Pokemon, you're fighting literal Pokemon gods. Dragon, Dragon Quest, you're just you're finding a plug. You're plugging That's the, the whole, whole man. Plot. You're just trying to. Yep, the whole oh, place is just gonna up. sink if you don't. <laughs> so yeah, um, eventually you start finding these in the Game Boy Color game. I want to say you start getting these keys and i want to say the gameplay loop for the first one is you get keys with names to them and you can take them to the key person and they put the words together and it generates a random new world for you to go into and there's an infinite number of these i mean i've played these forever just keep combining keys and going to random new worlds um in the 3ds remake oh yeah in the 3ds remake you unlock words and words help you turn into keys and you got to pay a lot of money to do this and keep going to different places but yeah all these places have um like if you use the dragon key you'll go to a place you'll go to a random world that has a lot more dragons and if you use a one of the words that says like bronze if you go to the world bronze dragon well you might have little green dragons some little ones there but if you have gold dragon and you go to that world like you might find like gold dragons and the giga dracos and the really bigger higher ranked monsters so and usually every one of those worlds when you beat one you get another key so it's just a gameplay loop that could go on forever it kind of reminds me of the the random maps in dragon quest 9 in a way it worked a lot like those grottos yes or the uh, seven remake on the 3ds had random places that you could unlock too was it the shards yeah yep it, it it's right in line with that. It's right in line with those. This was the uh, I, I should say the Dragon Quest progenitor of those kind of things. Oh, that's awesome because that way you get a um get a lot of gameplay out of your game. And you know what? That's how I got all three hundred and twelve monsters because you know they're not like I said. You got to breed them all. But if I knew I needed more dragons, I would try to find keys that would lead more to random dragon places and do that. So that had more of the roguelikeness to it. And you're right. It, it was definitely different in two. They had set continents with set cities you went to. It wasn't like you just warped into a place, kind of randomly made your way through eight or nine floors, randomly generated floors until you got to the boss. Because you're right. They were randomly generated. I think I said earlier they weren't. The boss was always on a set floor, but you everything before that was randomly generated until you got to that floor. Yeah, the the drawback being that you pretty much were only in the giant tree the entire time in that game. <laughs> yes, yes. Yeah, that, that giant tree gets a little dull after a while. <laughs> yeah, a little bit. The um, old hub city. Mm-hmm. 
Um, especially as it starts, exp- well, it is neat that it starts expanding the more in the story you go, but also just like I'm tired of this tree. I want to see something else. So I- I'm glad that they ex- they expanded it in the sequel, but still kept a little bit of the randomness, so that it, it felt different each time, which was cool. Um, now Car- Caravan Heart was completely off my radar. I I've been wanting to boot it up and just have never gotten around to it. Wheels, did you ever play that one? No, not really. Uh, and I feel like that game's such a missed opportunity too, story-wise. Uh, yeah, spoilers for Dragon Quest Seven, but um, <laughs> that character yeah, well, leaves your party in Dragon Quest Seven, and you don't yep. totally know what adventures he had. So it seemed like this would have been the perfect opportunity to tell yeah. those adventures. So, so Kiefer is my favorite character in Dragon Quest Seven. So you would think yeah, that this awesome. one would be right yeah. right up my alley, and I just haven't been able to get into it. It's, you know, talk about roguelike nature. Um, think of the mysterious dungeon games where you have a food mechanic, where you have to have a certain amount of food, and every time you take a step, your food meter goes down. Well, right there, at least among Dragon Quest fans, that's what almost every Dragon Quest fan knows and why nobody plays this game. They're like, okay. oh, that damn food mechanic. Mm. You, you, you're Kiefer. Um, you're hiding somewhere from your dad, uh, at the beginning of the game in, you know, the Dragon Quest Seven castle, he's like, oh, you know, what was he, he's trying to cause trouble, he's hiding out, and he gets contacted, like, mysteriously from the Master of Illusions, um, he ends up in Torland, which is the world of Dragon Quest Two. The whole game takes place in the land of Dragon Quest Two, which was a weird choice, like, it's very weird. <laughs> yeah, just kind of randomly like, oh, you know what? It was probably the map that they had that easily fit Game Boy Advance size. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Dragon Quest 3, that's too big a map. Dragon Quest 1, that's too small. Hey, Dragon Quest 2. Just right in the right. middle. Yeah, just right. So he plops into this world, ends up, uh, which kind of goes right with his... Was it when he leaves in Dragon Quest Seven? He leaves to be the leader of oh, what was it, the Deja tribe yeah. or something like yeah. that. The Wandering. Yep. Well, in his game, he gets to lead around a caravan, which is almost like a gypsy caravan here. Literal caravan where you take with you every time you stop. Everybody unpacks and you're on a little screen where there's a bunch of tents set up and you can go into one tent to save and go to another tent to buy stuff and another tent to combine your monster hearts and whatnot. And so they take that to an extreme where it's a literal caravan, but also the caravan concept works um, with you don't get a bunch of monsters like in the other two first two Dragon Quest monsters game. You get a monster and then a la Dragon Quest seven every now and then you'll be beating up monsters and you'll get hearts. So, you know, start off with like a slime or whatever, or the little kitty cat, the saber cub. And this saber cub is dragging along a caravan and you have human characters in that caravan, like a fighter and a magician and a cook and a map maker and all these other professions, kind of like Dragon Quest seven. They went with the whole, um, profession thing and honestly most of the game you're like balancing your human characters as much as you are the monsters that's a weird choice (laughs) it 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 sounds like they couldn't decide if they wanted to be a dragon quest game or a dragon quest spinoff yeah and there's a wait (laughs) 
Yeah, sorry. Yeah, it, there's a weight mechanic because at the beginning, your little saber cub can only carry like four pounds of people. So either you get like one big bulky warrior that has a weight of three and a little magician that has a weight of one, or maybe you could get four little magicians with a weight of one and put them in your caravan and... You can attack as a monster, you could just do the regular monster attack, or they could use spells like in all the other Dragon Quest Monsters games. But then also, the next person in line in the caravan gets out and attacks, and you don't get to pick what they do. If you have a warrior, I mean, they're just hitting. If you have a mage back there, they're usually using a fireball spell. If you've got the healer, they're using some healer spell. Um, and some of the more interesting ones, you have cooks that help that hunger mechanic not drop as fast. Uh, you can have fishermen so that you can go next to lakes and catch fish to add to your hunger meter. Um, there's a map maker because you can actually start getting mini maps as you're walking around. You can have a little mini map up here. And the more map makers you have in your party, the better that mini map works. So you can start seeing the area around you a little more clearly. And then when you're ready for that little saber cub to become something better, you go in and you use the monster hearts that you give you. And then that saber cub turns into something new and you keep the same name of that monster the whole time. Like if you call them Bob, well, you're always going to have Bob, but Bob's <laughs> not always going to look like the same monster. Bob evolves throughout the game. And I want to say I actually like I said, I, I followed this translation very carefully back in the day and man i played the heck out of it when it came out i had a little g6 card uh, everybody had r4 i had this thing called g6 and it plugged into the game boy advance port on your uh nintendo ds and you could run gba games or ds games off of that and i even i played it so much and pulled out so many things i was translating wikis i got a there's a guide for me the only guide i ever did on uh, game FAQs on the Caravan Heart. Back in 2008, I got a Monster nice. Heart skill guide there. <laughs> like, we're there it is. And it's all its ASCII glory that shows, like, what kind of skills you would get if you combined certain hearts or whatever. Because if yeah, you had the Bubble Slime, it could, you know, learn how to poison hit the it, Magma it was, Slime, new Sap and Fireball, or stuff like that. It, it was quite amusing, Matt, looking up stuff for monsters and seeing your name come up more than once. <laughs> yeah we were talking about that today weren't we in discord uh the yeah, joker your, three your wikipedia i wrote quoted. a yep yeah i was on the wikipedia um back when i applied alex is like oh do you have anything you want to uh do you have any writing pieces that you could share with me and so i wrote her i had just finished playing joker three at the time so i was like oh let me whip out her thousand word review of joker three and i submitted that as my application to join rp gamer and look at where it got us. Yeah, here we are, four plus years later. <laughs> but yeah, not, not a lot of uh, English reviews of Joker 3. No, not Just a like, lot. Of... I don't think there's probably any English reviews of uh, Caravan Heart floating around out there. No. Probably not. So is it, I take it Caravan Heart isn't as beloved as the other games in the series? Just no, but how I weird mean, it, it is. It is weird. It's got the hunger mechanic. You're not you, you're not getting a bunch of monsters at any given time. The most you can have, I think, is three monsters. And as the game progresses, you have the ability to have three monsters, each with their own caravan. And you can get stuff to increase their weight limit. And I want to say you can have four 
humans in each one. And again, just like Dragon Quest Seven, the original one where you used to walk into areas and find random people um, that would just be standing around to join your immigrant town. Kelly, I think you played the uh, PS1 version, didn't you? Yes. Do you remember the immigrant town? Like, just finding random NPCs around that'd be like, Yeah. Wow, I'm a priest, but I don't have a parish. I, if only there were some place I could go. Yeah. Tell I remember Friar that Bob now. about the immigrant town? Yes, yes. Oh, I'll go check it out. Well, that's how it worked. You would walk into, and even the towns in this game... Um, Gosh, I hate to say this. Uh, Super Neptunia style, the towns are just menus. When you walk into a town, it's like, where do you want to go? In, you know, weapon store, ran- house one, house two. Must have not and if you had walk a lot in different of, ones. Must have not yeah. had a lot of space on the cart for towns. I, they just, uh, I, they wanted to do Dragon Quest Seven as a monsters game. I mean, with the hearts and the collecting people, immigrant town style. And I will say it was pretty cool. Like, I would endlessly walk around the world, just keep going into other towns and finding people. Because, hey, if you didn't have the cert, if I don't think it was a sage, if you didn't have a sage, you didn't learn a Zoom spell. So I, you did yikes. a lot of walking with the caravan. Yep. Um, and you could find different warriors that did different things. Like, you'd find a warrior with strength four that was weight four that took up a lot of space in your wagon. But you know what? You could find a warrior five towns over that was a higher rank that had a weight of only two and a strength of five. So if you traveled around enough, you could get quite the party going. And the more hearts, you build better monsters and whatnot. And it, too, had something... um, I want to say they were orbs. After you beat the game, you could get all these different colored orbs. Um, And if you put, like, four yellow orbs together, you could go fight some yellow super boss and... There were some interesting Dragon Quest monsters to come out of this game in the post game. And yeah, kind of like the key system in the third game, there was an infinite number of these random worlds that you could keep generating. I think they were all towers. It was towers that you would just keep going up, much like the grotto system. The whole game just seems like kind of a weird experiment. It was. And you could tell they did a hard reset when they got to Joker. Yeah, because Joker's like right back to form. Mm -hmm. Um, Of course, my my issue with Joker and... I played it when it came out and then I didn't get very far and ended up going to something else and trying to go back to Joker after playing some of the other ones that are more polished. Joker feels very clunky. Yeah. Um, the, the menus just aren't, don't have that polish. Um, he moves around very slowly. Just, I, c- I couldn't get into Joker again, which sucks because I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's an amazing game in there somewhere. It just didn't grab me. Yeah, it didn't grab a lot of people in the United States either. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was reading something today, a review of it, where they were talking about, um, it was from RPG Fan, and they were talking about how it seriously only had like eight different ways to move in that game. And like you had to turn the camera more than moving Joker himself. And like it was like, gosh, it was almost sprite based in the way he moved. In the game, no fluidity. Yeah, the the original DS is not known for its um, great 3D graphics. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, made even worse by the fact that they tried to have these huge sprawling Mario 64 type type islands, and they just do not work. Yeah, so this came out after um, Dragon Quest VIII, and Dragon Quest VIII was the first one that kind of experimented with you. You were able to see the. Uh, monsters in the field not all of them on the ps2 but there was those uh the special monsters that would be walking around ones that you were able to recruit for your monster team and then 
Joker 1 decided, hey, you know what? What if we took that PlayStation 2 concept, put all of the monsters on the screen, did away with uh, random battles, and you know what? It was a great idea, but you're taking a PS2 kind of idea and look and doing it on the original DS. When when the original DS, I mean, it it ran Mario 64, but I feel like that was the only 3D game that it ran well. Oh, there was, uh, yeah, you were correct. (laughs) (laughs) Trail off for a while there. And Joker, but then Joker 2, I I feel like was like pretty late in the system and Joker 2 didn't feel nearly that clunky or that bad at graphics. Looking at the dates, Joker 2 was as far after the original Joker as Joker 1 was after, like, Dragon Quest Monsters 2 on the Game uh, Boy Color. So, yeah, they had, like, five years almost there to yeah. figure that out better. And Joker 2, I think, is just an incredible game in general. Mm-hmm. And um, probably one of the best-looking games on the DS, which is not necessarily saying that much. But uh, they did a lot with a pretty old system at that point. Um yeah, I love I love Joker too. It's my favorite game in the series for sure. They they went really well on the puns in that game. I don't know if you uh you had different islands again and mm. you had places like unsure, yeah. you know, <laughs> beaches and caves. You had infantile, which was the infant isle. And xerophile and uh, they went in with that isle you know, you put aisle on a bunch of different things, and uh, oh gosh, I couldn't. I'm trying to find the whole list of islands here because they it is a funny list, and the puns with them are great. I, I liked a but, lot of the giant, yeah, the, the giant monsters in Joker too, and having to avoid yeah. them. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, even the first one started with that. The very first island that you went to in Joker, there was one of those Atlas monsters, which is the uh, Cyclops with the big old club just walking around. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you're collecting slimes and drackies, and this guy, rank A monster, you're like got all these rank little F guys, and this guy's just strolling around. You could get in a battle with him, and yeah, it'd mess you up. Yeah. But the Joker games are also where they change the catch mechanics to something that I really love. And it's something scouting. Even like the scouting. Yeah, because in the first yeah. games, yeah, you'd throw out meat and you'd hope that at the end of the battle, the last one you defeated would join you. And in this one, it, it was like, no, 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 like that one right there. I'm going to use my scout meter to attack that one. And you would watch the numbers go up. And like, oh, cool, I've got a 20% chance to catch this. Probably won't, but let's see what happens. And like, I, I've got my stories of the 99% that didn't work and the 1% <laughs> that did. And um, But no, I like that scouting thing. Kelly and I, I you and I have liked that in the Nexomon series. You can kind of really see numerically. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. And you can see what you can do to improve that number, too. Oh, it is so much nicer than the Pokeball feeling your whole yeah. body tense up uh, when it shakes the third time and then still pops out. Yeah, but yeah, if you cast sap on the monsters to lower their defense and you're catching you're casting um the increase on your attack for the monsters like wow, I can't even remember the name of that spell. I'm thinking of by kill, which was the old Game Boy color version of it. Um oomph, that's it. If you're casting oomph on yourself 
like you would normally do more attack damage, well, then you can see that reflected in your scouting chance. You attack them again, and suddenly your scouting chance goes way up because you've weakened them and strengthened yourself. And so you can see how that affects it. It's great. And and you could still use meat. Yes. Yeah. And that increases it too. You use the meat, and like that scout bar will start at 10% instead of at zero. And so, you know, if you hit somebody before and it was like an 85% chance, and you missed, you could be like, screw it, man. Let me just pull out this <laughs> sirloin. I'm going to start at 30%. That meter is going to 100. I'm going to catch that guy. And another thing that's great um, is that it, it, I, I liked in the original games that you just kind of saw items lying around instead of having to deal with chests, even though there are still chests. But, you mm-hmm. know, just being able to find, find herbs and meat and different uh, crafting materials around. And that mm-hmm. carried over into the Joker games. Yeah. That, that that was very good. That definitely encourages exploration and just makes you want to go find all that stuff. And you never have to worry about buying herbs because they're just all over the place. Mm-hmm. And as the series progressed here, even with the 3D, um, I know you didn't play like the Terry's Wonderland remake. And I'm trying to think if I remember it in like Joker 2 or whatever. But they started making the monsters on the overworld like have actions. Like I very distinctly remember uh, in one of the Terry Wonderlands, you'd see one of the T-Rex monsters like walk over and just like bite one of the little monsters like on the island next to him. And then he would just that monster would disappear like they were out interacting in the wild. I love it when games do that. Mm-hmm. It adds so much character to them. Yeah, it wasn't just, hey, here's a bunch of monsters running around. Go fight whatever ones you want. Um, like play playing uh, each other. Uh, p- playing Kobe. I I just started the remake of Kobe, and I can't remember the other name. Kobe and Tara's marvelous mysterious key. Yeah, I I just started <laughs> that one, and I'm I'm in that first uh the first area that you go into after um the guy gets the little monster gets stuck in the hole, mm-hmm. and you know, my. My favorite monsters are the Great Saber Cats, and I love that they roll around on the ground like actual cats. Oh, yes. It is so cute. <laughs> yeah, that remake and Joker 3 were the last two to come out in Japan, and definitely that pair of games is, like, the most polished. Like, yeah, they're, they're part of the world. They're rolling around. Like, the, the water monsters are in the water. Like, you have to go walk in the lake to fight them. Or walk into the seashore. It's not like there's just a fish swimming around. Yeah. So, it, you know, d- doing the news for RPG casts for the past couple of years and hearing all the noise, the news about Joker and not getting a, re- a re-release at all in the U.S. just kind of hurts my heart. And now that I've played it, it hurts my heart even more. Yeah. Because it could potentially be one of my favorite 3D games of all time, or 3DS games of all time, just because it had a wonderful story. It mm-hmm. had huge areas to explore. Um, it was cute and had mon- it, I loved the monster catching, and the monster catching was great. And it, it, um, the tra- and, and I know this probably wasn't their fault. The translation still kind of left some stuff in Japanese, which I think it was um, that stuff was hard coded, so they couldn't change it. And it, it just kind of makes me sad that I'll, I'll never see a, a polished English version of this game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it stinks because there are so many like late 3DS games that are like just absolutely brilliant games, and this could have been another one of those in the U.S. And we just. It's weird to me, really, that we got Yokai Watch 3 with a wonderful English translation and not this. 
you know what? That that's the thing. Uh, I was going to point out. Okay, watch three. Just exactly what Wheels said because I think the first time I was on Wheels' Q and A quest, we were talking about uh, Yokai yep. Watch three, and it just come out. And yeah, like it, I wish Square Enix would take the chance on these little ones. I mean, it's not like they're going to well, maybe they will, but I wouldn't think that they would lose money, but they're probably not making a lot of money. But then again, neither did level five on Yokai Watch three, did they? Uh, There's no I way. They did. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you know, being being part of the Square Enix family, like the expectations, I think, are a lot higher. It you know, it, I almost wish that the Dragon Quest series could get maybe their side games published by somebody else yeah because isn't it nintendo you know, that publishes them nintendo sure, does a lot of them i'm pretty sure they did joker too yep and that's probably why they didn't weren't interested in doing joker 3. <laughs> maybe they didn't they gotta go cheaper man call up kemco hey kemco what are you doing what are your translators up to these days you want to release something other than a uh, fake super nintendo stuff yes, release please. this for us oh my god <laughs> But yeah, I mean, yeah, I think the expectations for this series are such that we, we can't get these games, sadly. You know what? It's great that Treasures is coming out. It's getting a worldwide release. And I want to say it's being published even by Square Enix. So maybe we got another shot here. Every, you know, every few years, it's always like, you know, we'll try this again. Mm-hmm. I We have, like I said, after Joker 2, that was 2011 and haven't seen or heard of this series since. But, you know, we got Builders. We got the Heroes games. Um, maybe Treasures can help us with some of the most smaller games. And, you know, the, the 3DS was a weird era for Square because yeah. I, I noticed that it's one of the first first Nintendo's, um, portable, Nintendo portable systems that we didn't get a mainline Final Fantasy port or remake or anything of. Mm. Um, yeah, the, I think the only Final Fantasy games that came out for it was Theater Rhythm and Explorers. And Explorers is garbage. <laughs> and, you know, the fact that Dragon Quest VII was a launch title in Japan for the 3DS, and it was like a year or two before it came out, in the before the 3DS ended in the U.S., was yeah. kind of telling of where Square was at the time. Yes, quote, we only got it because people in France wanted it, end quote. People in France wanted it. Yes, I think uh, Yuji Hori said he had a handful of letters from people in France that really wanted Dragon Quest VII 3DS, so that's why they did it. That's it's probably, it's probably a horrible translation of an interview, but there, there's interviews out there like that is why they did it because people in France did. I, I mean, good good but, for France, but yeah, what what about the U.S.? What are we chopped liver? Yeah, hey, we got it. We were writing on their coattails. No, they weren't <laughs> they weren't gonna they weren't gonna do it in French and not uh, English, but. Yeah, no, yeah, I guess I shouldn't look a gift horse in the mouth, but man, that that's a weird flex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah seven, seven and eight were pretty pretty late there. Uh, and I'm I'm sorry, I, I love Joker, but given the choice between uh, getting Joker or getting the mainline ones, I much prefer the mainline ones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, oh, and the and the monster writing mechanic, I completely forgot to, to talk about oh, the monster yeah. writing mechanic because of how freaking fun it is. Um, Pokemon yeah, only did, you play the- sorry, Pokemon only did that in the Go games. And even then, the, the, it kind of wasn't that great because you can only ride some of them. And the fact that you could ride pretty much every monster in this game and each of them had different animations and had different functions was just That's chef's great. kiss. Yeah. So did you play Joker 3, the original or the pro? The original. Okay. So the original, yeah, there were only, like, if you rode... Like a fish monster, it probably could only go in the water and underwater, right? 
Yeah. In the pro version, it got a little weird because they let any monster be rideable for any reason. Like, <laughs> anywhere. Any any monster could fly once you got the flying thing. And any monster could dive once you got the diving thing. So, I mean, I just rode my uh, Platinum King Jewel Slime everywhere. <laughs> Saber cat. Yep. I, I rode my saber cat everywhere because I love my saber cats. Forget what I used. It's probably some kind of slime. Yeah, Slime's right. roll. Riding around on the slime was fun too. And then when you get the flying, it gives a bunch. It gave a bunch of them a double jump, which was cool. And like mm-hmm. the saber cat triple jump. Yeah, I remember early in that game using the. What's it? What's the, they get the buffalo monsters with the wings. Oh, the finches? Yes, the finches, yeah. And those things can jump very well and flutter a little bit so you can get a little bit farther. And just how huge those areas were in that game. Yeah, they don't appear that way on first glance. You're like, well, I'm on this floating island in the middle of nowhere. And but to get across it, like it's a while. And there's there's talking about exploration. I felt like Joker 3 had tons of exploration. Mm-hmm. There was always something new. And I mean, I found, gosh, late. Late in the game, there was a mechanic where you could, like, shoot up in the sky or something like that. If you could look up there and shoot from one to the next, um, almost like warp pipes or something like Mario style. There was high above the volcano. There were freaking little floating islands way up there. And one of them had a treasure chest that was cool to get and allowed you to do something. And, you know, I, I think something we didn't talk about earlier, a lot of the earlier games excluding Caravan Heart, but they all were, you had to have male and female monsters to breed. And I think even Joker 1 and 2, they they, they kept it, but they called it like plus and minus. Yeah, it wasn't that, exactly. that drove me crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I mean, it, it allowed story beats where like you could get an item that if you had your monster hold it, it could stay male or... <laughs> You, you would guarantee that the offspring was a male and a female. Well, like, let me tell you, all these little family trees I had everywhere, like, oh, crap, I got a male slime, but I don't have a female, you know, drakey to make the drak slime this way. So I got to go fight it. And there were items that you could use in battle to, like, see which ones were female and male. And yeah, by the they finally did away with that, like by Joker three. And I even want to say in Kobe and Tara's Marvelous Mysterious Key, one of those finally just did away with it you could combine anybody you wanted Look, that, that's nice because you know c- coming from smt uh i don't have to worry about that mm-hmm. no nope. and i, di- I didn't realize that there was i didn't realize the plus and minus thing was a thing so i'm like i've got this whole list of monsters why can't i combine them <laughs> and then go uh-huh. like oh i need Maybe. to have pairs come on it's it's a fantasy world you don't have to fit all this logic into it developers jeez <laughs> So. Then you had the monsters that swung both ways because you'd get them. They'd have a little green thing there to have the plus and minus sign <laughs> or the male and female sign together. Hey, non-binary is a thing. Yep. You know what? Thinking back about it, I think Kobe and Tara's kept that. And it was Joker 3 that did away with it because my son played Kobe and Tara. And that was like I was trying to explain to him, like, well, you need this and this. So- As he asked in the car the other day, he's like, Mommy, how come only like when boys and girls get married, do they have kids? <laughs> Like you're not I was like, well, that's the that. way it works. That's the way it works. And that was it was right like that was a heartbeat after my younger son was asking about because his uh teacher last year in kindergarten is now pregnant and my wife got the scan. They said it was gonna be a boy, so she was talking about him on the way home. 
the other day and my youngest is like well you know pretty soon the the doctors will have to give her some gas and make her fall asleep and then cut that baby out of there <laughs> and he's like that's how it works right mommy yeah yeah and then it was a heartbeat later my older son's like why is it only the boy and girl people that get married that have babies like oh man oh gosh oh not ready for that talk yet that's when you run away and hope yep. <laughs> hope your significant other takes care of it uh, the, the younger one got the answer like nah, they don't always have to cut them out and the the, uh, the older one got the answer is that's that's just the way it is man <laughs> yeah babies how do they work i don't yeah. know and then he started talking about how not a lot of people like him have Audi belly buttons and you know they all got they got into that so good good deflect <laughs> Good, they changed the subject themselves. They did. It was wonderful. Uh, so changing the subject here, because I, I genuinely want to know, what is the pro versions just like enhanced versions? So they add extra monsters. Apparently they rebalance stuff. Um, as I was telling you beforehand, uh, before Wheels came on, we were chatting before here. I was excited that Kelly liked these games and that Wheels likes them because I feel like in Dragon Quest fandom, not as many people play these games. Like one out of 100 Dragon Quest 11 players are ever going to play one of these games. Yeah. And yeah, sadly. And the people in the communities that I interact with, <laughs> Dragon Quest communities, they are either I've never played it or I've got a thousand hours into it and sit down for my TED talk on what why Joker 2 Pro <laughs> <laughs> totally blows Joker 2 out of the water. And it, it goes into their skill trees being more balanced and end game monsters are not available early, but these monsters... I'm, I'm, oh my god, it's... For me, I, I just know Joker 3 Pro um, was pretty cool because it added a... That little guy that followed you along, the little nacho guy. Can't remember what... Nocheros or whatever they were called. He got to ride monsters too... And you could form those monsters together and make a bigger one. If I had my guy riding a two-slot monster and my little nacho guy riding a two-slot monster, I could get into battle and do a ride fusion. My monster would grow, and suddenly I would be a four-slot monster. You could have a four-slot slime in battle just, like, wrecking anybody else. It, it was is, totally awesome. Is Nacho one of the little frog guys? It's a little frog guy, yeah. Okay. I think they're, like, Nocheros or something like that. I have no idea what they're called. They just look like frogs on stilts to me. They they were frogs on yep, they were frogs on legs. It but was a face with them. legs. Yep. They they're adorable, especially the fat one that can't walk. <laughs> um, but yeah, the pro the pro version came out so quickly over there for that game. Because I've seen people complain all the time about, oh, why didn't Joker 3 Pro? Why does it have this? There's too many things. It's got skippability in there too. Like if you play the Joker 3 Pro, you can literally like Hit, talk to your little nacho guy and be like fast forward to the next boss battle and you can import all your monsters from your other game the save files on the 3ds um i think you could import like three per day from them um yeah, I, or I, I, or I from saw, dragon uh, quest monsters too i yeah, imported I some of my monsters from there to the joker 3 pro i saw on joke 2 that you Mm -hmm. You could import stuff from Joker 2, and I was wondering how that worked. Is it just well, two, two 3DSs? No. Um, you could only... I, Joker 3... Could it import from Joker 2? I thought Joker 3 Pro only imported from Joker 3 or like Terry's Wonderland. Oh, I wonder the, if that's... I wonder if that's what it meant. That might be it. Okay, I got confused. Um, 
Yeah, and there was a separate utility app that you had to do with that. Oh, okay. And I, I found it really quickly. Like, the Joker 3 Pro list of monsters was very different from the Kobe and Tara's Marvis Mysterious Key list of monsters. Because I would go into my Kobe and Tara save and try to import, and a good 80% of my monsters wouldn't import. <laughs> And now, honestly, it might also be because I had played that game for like 80 hours. So mo most of the monsters I had in storage were like rank A and rank S, like really good monsters. I didn't have a lot of slimes and level 10 Drakis sitting in storage or anything. Well, uh, you will be happy to know that you finally know a middle of the road monsters fan. Yeah, Two of them, uh, it's, it's exciting to know somebody who's played somewhere between zero and a thousand hours besides me. Yeah, it's me too. <laughs> <laughs> so two of us. There are two of us. Woohoo! Three. There's three. There's me too. <laughs> but yeah, that is definitely a. Uh, you know, I'm sure there are people like you out there, but they're not on a Dragon Quest Monsters uh, Discord server. No. And I will say the people I've met on the the guy that uh, translated and did the fan translations for all those. He's got a lovely Dragon Quest translators discord and the people there are pretty nice. I just I, I'm completely embarrassed because like I go through there and they're talking all these end game strategies and Wi-Fi stuff. And I'm like, hey, I'm on the second island. I read there's supposed to be a she slime around here. Anybody know where that is? <laughs> uh, you just made me remember. Did you do the mutation mechanic where you could recolor them? Yeah. Yes, with the uh, fondue guys. Yeah. Fondues. Um, uh, I think so, they were called. Uh, uh, yeah, I feel like that was pretty much looking at Pokemon shiny system. It was like, oh, here's a much better way to do that. Yeah, that's it, it. Was pretty much, cool. Much better. <laughs> <laughs> Like hours and hours of RNG versus oh hey well you just fight fight them for a little while and they'll turn color and then when you fuse them you get that color and you can change yep. it again amazing oh, I want that, that Pokemon now damn it <laughs> well can I there was so what I had um like my avatar everywhere is the Platinum King Jewel Slime from these games and that is like top tier monster mm -hmm. highest defense in the game and everything when you kill one in the game it's like 65,000 experience blah 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 um but i finally for the first time ever bred one in joker 3 pro and i went to do the color changing thing and it was like no that's too important a monster to do that to it's like no <laughs> no shiny platinum no. slime I was like, I was like, okay, because he's he's just a big jewel with a crown. Like, I can recolor that whole thing, dude. And I had to go like one level down to make him. You could have a blue version, which is called the Emperor Slime. Now the Emperor Slime, I could color whatever. So I mean, he looked exactly the same. So I did get myself a beautiful purple one because purple is my favorite color. I had a lovely purple one, and that would be usually my sidekick. I had like a slot to purple whatever emperor slime and then i'd have my uh main guy with the uh platinum king jewel slime and then i could just combine them into this huge four slot platinum king jewel slime that nobody could ever hit and just stomp most of the game unfortunately that strategy did not work on the final 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 boss because one of the things the pro version also adds is a post-game story even after the other post game oh there's so well of course it's a dragon quest you've got to have multiple post games you yep so the, the joker 3 pro had a second post game nice that tied in it brings back everybody from joker one and two 
Um, at one point, you even fight the protagonist from Joker 1 and 2. Oh, cool. It's like up in space somewhere out in the galaxy. I need they to just play appear and you beat now. them. <laughs> yeah. And my God, there was the most confusing final. Like, I spent five hours easily on the final, final, final Joker 3 Pro area. It was such a maze, and you're rising and lowering water levels. Like, Yikes. I hear people complain in um, Zelda games, and I ended up, like, I found a guy who was playing it in English and had made YouTube videos, and I turned it on, I'm like, cool, I'm going to watch this guy. Blind luck, the dude's just stumbling around, I'm like, son of a bitch, I'm not watching the whole hour of this. <laughs> Following him blindly until he gets the way it, it took forever, and I do have a save from last summer at the end, right against the Joker 3 Pro final, final boss, and I, I need a better strategy than I'm just going to stomp him with the highest defense ever because he kills me <laughs> that game will probably go un. i ever rolled credits twice i'm good uh, just talking about that story you know one at the beginning of the game when it was very it was very clear to me that he was in a simulation and then get, getting out of that and getting into this whole story about there being a revolution and um, you know, trying trying to liberate all of the different islands and stuff from from these oppressors. It was a, it was a very deep story for a Dragon Quest Monsters game. Something that I didn't expect as much because you know J Joker One was just a tournament and that was fine. Mm -hmm. Joker Two was uh, um, shipwrecked and having to find everybody after the shipwreck, which wasn't a bad story, but this was like a story with stakes. I like to call Joker Two like Lost Dragon Quest. <laughs> <laughs> gave me very much lost vibes at the time would it would have been around that same time yep mm -hmm. um but yeah i i i i can't, I can't sing the praises enough for joker 2 just such a good game overall and and then uh, spoilers that that twist at the end where you, you were actually the main protagonist's brother mm -hmm. aren't you like a clone of the main protagonist's brother mm -hmm. even yeah yeah something like that <laughs> there's a lot of layers to that Many even, layers. Even playing through it twice now, and even once last year, I'm like, uh, yeah. I know there's clones because you're in that one room, and there's just a bunch of you all around. Mm -hmm. And I don't even think you're the first one to have made it there. <laughs> so yeah, there's a. And then there's the whole space thing. Like we're in space, flying through to different islands in space, and the game and, ends, and you're on a big ship. And uh, seeing the giant bird goddess show up again was kind of neat. She shows up. I feel like she shows up in just about every Dragon Quest game. Though oh, I'm yeah, sure she, you can tell me which one she doesn't. Oh yeah, I mean she's in she's in a lot of them. Like in Heroes One, she takes everybody home after the end credits. Like okay. Torneco and everybody. Oh, he's not in the first one, but hey, Nera, Bianca, everybody, Ragnar, hop on. Got to take you back to your worlds. It's been fun doing this Muso crap, but got to get you out of here. And you then wake up and remember nothing. And then br briefly touching like on the two, dancing. the two 3DS remakes. Um, you said that they were ground up remakes. Completely ground up remakes. Yeah. When did these come out? 2012 um, and 2014. Okay. Yes, probably. So I mean. Relatively, uh, I don't know what I was gonna say. Uh, I they were early in the 3DS lifestyle. I yeah. bought my first 3DS fully expecting to get Terry's Wonderland because <laughs> it released in Japan maybe six months after we got Joker Two. Oh, and I mean, we right. had them all. I mean, we had Joker One, we had Joker Two. Why would we have not got that? So yeah. I bought a 3DS maybe the first couple, three, four months that it was out. Um, 
Nintendo had a sale one day because people weren't buying 3DS. Um, you know, sale. I got like all $20 off. Um, but I bought it and I was like, woo, can't wait to get Terry's Wonderland. <laughs> then and I'm I still waiting. played it six years later on an emulator. <laughs> yeah, I remember, uh, I think it was a few years after the 3DS came out, I finally just gave up on a lot of games coming out and got a relatively cheap Japanese 3DS. And it was like the, it was the original model of the 3DS. And it was the, the model that came out with the first remake and got that. Dragon Quest 7 and Monster Hunter 4 and played around with those and I really bounced off the remakes originally I think just because I just come off of Joker 2 and they felt mm-hmm. very antiquated uh but when I went back to them with the English fan translations I liked them a lot more just understanding that these are remakes of older games and there's a lot to appreciate there even if they aren't uh as great as the joker games but they're they're really nice remakes so full disclosure um part when i found out that the 3ds store was closing down i was i was very upset because i don't like it when stores close down but it is what it is and yeah, weighed, weighed my decisions and decided, you know what, I'm gonna buy me a hacked 3DS and bought bought one off of eBay. Later, later on, I learned that I probably could have hacked it myself, but I just happened <laughs> to play. Eh, I've I, done it three times. It's a pain in the ass. <laughs> it is yeah. a pain in the ass. I will say it's. What's the difference between easy and simple? It, it's simple to do, but it will take you two to three hours. Yeah, it, it's seeing all the steps that were involved yep. kind of overwhelmed. Oh, gosh, so yeah. The fact that I managed to pick one up for around 180 bucks after oh, shipping. Oh, that's not bad at all. Um, a, a 2DS, too. Um, the, the new 2DS. Um, well, that's a great, that's a nice, very nice system, too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good deal. Yeah, and I had wanted a new 2DS for a while just because I realized I hadn't touched the 3D on my 3DS in God knows how long. Um, and I, I like the form factor of that system because it's very, it's a lot lighter and easier on my hands so they don't get cramped up quite as bad. So my, my only complaint is that I got that kind of creamsicle orange one, which I wish I could have gotten the purple oh. or blue one, but it is what it is. Yeah. Um, well, it's random side. It's weird that they have they, so many models of the 3DS and I don't think they ever found the perfect form factor for that system. <laughs> no. No, they didn't. But being able to find all of these fan-translated games now, particularly the Dread, the Dragon Quest ones, because, man, Dragon Quest community loves their fan translations. Um, being able to easily find these and, and play them um, has, has been a godsend. Uh, I wish I could play them legally, but there's no way currently um if they ever remake these games for the switch i will be buying them day one um paying the piper as it is and (laughs) i what can i say i'm I'm glad i got into this series because i'm a fan now and i i mean i've been kind of slowly getting into more pokemon clones um yeah Matt brought up Nexomon earlier, and I've been huge. In, I was huge into Nexomon Extinction, not so much the original because um, I heard the original wasn't nearly as funny. Yeah, it, you know what? The original was a good. Hey, can we do this gameplay? Cool, yeah. it works. And then 
Yeah, they went for it in that second one. That was great. Yeah, and I don't know. To me, the, the humor more than made up for kind of the kind of lackluster <laughs> Pokemon designs yeah. or monster designs because I, I jokingly said that these designs look like my grandma designed Pokemon. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine. I still have fun with the game and I love the humor in it. And with, with these monsters games, I love the that quirky Dragon Quest humor injected into a Pokemon clone. It's and really a perfect fit. Yeah. It, it, it's just beautiful. And being able to have a wide variety of monsters to pick from and just have, have a fun little story, e- even though um, Joker's three story was a little more dire than the other games. But I, I still had a blast with this series and I cannot wait for uh, Treasures. Same. Like, yeah, I mean, that looks like a Dragon Quest monsters crossed with I mean, it looked mission-based because you get rewards at the end because you're trying to get treasures. But also, like, you're jumping around. You're getting this monster to be able to get across this gap. And, you know, maybe they're taking some of that stuff from Joker 3 where, you know, you need these kind of monsters to go underwater and you need these kind of monsters to double jump to get high and expanding that more into, like, an adventure game. Yeah, it it looked a little monster. It looked a little Joker three. It looked a little builders to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely real time. It's not turn based battles like you know all these games are. But it, it looked like it had monster collecting. Like that's what they need to do. They need to get the monsters yeah. to help them do things to get more treasure. And and then the fact that it's starring my second favorite character in eight is also brilliant. Um, I, I would have preferred Silvando treasures, but uh, maybe Silvando will just be around. Like I don't know. Maybe you'll, there's always a casino in a Dragon Quest game, right? Like yeah. Maybe he's just running the casino somewhere or putting on a show outside the casino as a little Silvando. Maybe it wouldn't fit at all the Dragon Quest Eleven story, but who cares? <laughs> I just want little Silvando. Mm-hmm. Um, Dressed like so, Big Silvando, yeah. doing Big Silvando things. <laughs> Um, I, I I feel like that's all I've got to say about monsters, unless you guys have anything else. Um, go to the round table. I was just going to say, I feel like this series, at least in the West, kind of never came out at the right time. No. Like ever. No, it's, it's always been bad timing. Yeah. Always. Like if some of the Joker I mean, games that came out, come out on the Switch, like after 11 was a hit, those would have been great. But it's like late. DS games and Game Boy Color games when, you know, no one here was even playing Dragon... Heck, it wasn't even called Dragon Quest. No, yeah, Dragon just... Warrior Monsters. Yeah, it's just... I mean, it, it goes all the way back to they never brought over the Super Nintendo version, the Super yep. Nintendo games. And then, you know, after being gone forever, you get Dragon Quest Seven, which releases looking like a launch title for PS1, yeah. After the PS2 had Gertie come out in the U.S. Like, mm-hmm. way too late. Yeah, it's it's just never, never worked out great. And, well, hopefully with Dragon Quest Eleven kind of bringing more people into the series, maybe some people will look back at these games. I hope yeah, so. Yeah, I think they hit it with Builders 2. Builders 2 came yeah. out, what, a year after Dragon Quest Eleven, and just a couple months before Dragon Quest Eleven S. So, I mean, you were still in that year target window when it was out there. Like, hey, if you got a Switch, yeah. guess what? Like, maybe you played it over there, but we got Dragon Quest Builders 2 now, and you wait a couple yeah. months, you get the S version for Switch. And, and I mean, look at the success of Monster Hunter Stories 2. Uh, clearly, mm-hmm. clearly, there is some kind of market for Pokemon-type games in 
series people like so and series yeah. two and uh joker three have a lot of dna in common yeah uh, especially the monster writing and the exploration yep mm-hmm. so, uh, oh, so you know i'm always up there for more dragon quest i played them all <laughs> Check out that article that you two you, you two uh, fact checked and double read and everything oh, a couple of years yeah. ago. The uh, Dragon Quest: Where to Start. Yep. All forty some games that are out there, and all of these are listed there. Cool. And you know, check your local uh, laws, but th- these are not too hard to Google. I, I always find it funny when I see people like whispering in discords, like, "I know I could be banned for asking this, but." Like, where, where could I find a translation for this? And I'm like, have you tried Google? Yeah, I mean, the 3DS games, if you want to feel better and get an actual copy of it, they're really cheap because because the 3DS was region locked. A lot of Japanese 3D games, 3DS games are really cheap. Mm-hmm. At least they were. I don't know. I assume they still are, but they're, they're I, not bad at all. I yeah. mean, I would say a year ago I bought, what is it? Slime Mori Mori 3. I mean, I think I got the the two um for 20 bucks i think i had the two remakes for like 40 dollars combined so yeah yeah that sounds about right or you know get yourself a hacked one and uh hop on the pirate boat as it were (laughs) arg that's what you'll be doing in treasures mate arg indeed matey um well i i think we're ready for the round table unless anyone has any other thing they would like to bring up i'm good for now i'll talk again in two minutes Okay, well, let's let's take a quick musical interlude with some Dragon Quest music, and we'll come back with Roundtable. Stick around. And welcome back to RPG Backtrack. Now we're going to get into the roundtable, our personal thoughts about the Dragon Quest Monsters series and what we were doing in our life at the time. Because, um, you know, I, I don't know about you guys, but I have an associative memory. So I always remember what video game I was playing at certain times in my life, good or bad. Um, mm-hmm. And I like hearing these kind of stories because it's very interesting how one ties video games to what they were doing. So... You know, Matt, since you're the one that put together this whole list, why don't you run the round table? <laughs> All right. So, no uh, pressure. <laughs> no pressure. I mean, whew, I don't know if I can read this box in green right here, easily highlighted on our uh, Google Doc here. But uh, Kelly and Wheels, uh, what were your favorite moments or the funniest moments that you remember from any of these games? Um, I sort of felt like mine was when the monster uh, in Joker 3, when you was talking to the guy that wanted to bring you certain, he wanted you to bring him certain monsters and it was to teach you different mechanics. Mm-hmm. And 
I have a notoriously bad memory, so I always felt like he was filled with disappointment every single time I talked to him <laughs> and didn't have what he needed. I was like, oh, let me explain it to you again. You go to this and you recruit this. It's like, I'm sorry. Can you not sound so disappointed? I don't remember things. And this game doesn't have a quest log. Um, that, that, But also the re- the revelation that in Joker 3 that you were actually the brother and that the brother like fought really hard to keep you alive. Um, mm-hmm. It was a pretty epic moment, too. Wheels got any uh, funny memories, good memories? I have a terrible memory, so I can't <laughs> remember anything specific other than just general Dragon Quest goofiness, which I think they got in here a lot better than uh, the mysterious dungeon Dragon Quest games. So, uh, well, yeah, the mysterious dungeon games. Uh, <laughs> you you were just dungeon diving. Yeah. No these these games felt like true Monster Hunter spinoffs, uh, unlike some of the other games. So yeah, kudos to them for that. And that that's what I wrote down that I was gonna mention, like. You say you feel like they're, you know, they're, they're true spinoffs. And that's what I liked about them. I love their spinoffs and I love the callbacks back to games. And I mentioned earlier, you know, you're fighting the green dragon or the golem um, that were prominent oh, in Dragon yeah, Quest 1. Let's, let's make that my best moment would be the golem <laughs> and the, the specifically in the remake, because those seeing those in, with like the 3D graphics was was awesome and i played those first like all in japanese with no guides or anything so i had no idea it was even coming so you know i think i got all excited and was pointing out to my kids who didn't know what the fuck i was talking about (laughs) (laughs) so yeah dad you and your old games (laughs) oh my co-host from slime time has been playing through like all the dragon quest games with his son for years. And I'm like, man, I, I can't do that to my kids playing through dragon quest one with their being four years old. I don't, uh, that might make them never want to play dragon quest. <laughs> I, so, before, before my nine year old went to bed, he was, I told him I was doing a podcast and he was asking about dragon quest. And now I'm thinking of like, what, what game would I start with? I have no idea. <laughs> You know, probably one, but yeah. you know, somebody that have the attention span for it. I think it'd or, have to be something with some nice graphics. Uh, builders. I was say yeah, your kids uh, like Minecraft, right? Yeah, yeah. No, that's yep. a good idea, actually. Builders is a great um, kid kid friendly game. Build probably Builders too. That way, they don't cry over the losing their castle. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> I know about putting... what got my son into Dragon Quest in a couple minutes here. I won't okay, put it in this okay. section because I wrote it somewhere else. But no, yeah, find, finding that genre, since there's so many different spinoffs of Dragon Quest, like they like board games. Hey, here's Fortune Street. You know, you like uh, like Zelda. Hey, here's a Rocket Slime. But yeah, the other uh, callback I like is uh, it's mainly in the Joker games, although I think it was in Terry's Wonderland 2, the 3DS remake. So you got S. Dark, who's an optional boss from Dragon Quest 4. And in Dragon Quest Four, he's like underground in this mine, and he's just sleeping there. And I th- he's in Dragon Quest Five too in the post game, and he's always like this big ass demon lord. That's he doesn't really care. He's he's always asleep when you find him, and he wakes up, he attacks you, 
but he's very susceptible to sleep spells. You can always put him back to sleep in the games. And they did that in these games, too. Like, I remember Joker 1. I think he's hanging out in, um, I don't know if it's post-game or near the end of the game. Like, he's just in the waterway, the sewer, I want to say, of Joker 1 towards the end. And again, yep, you got something that can put him to sleep. That'd be great. And he is the only boss that in Terry's Wonderland I never beat. I went through the whole game. I did all the optional places, but I could not beat them. And my kids today remember me fighting him, and they even talk about, you couldn't beat that guy. I'm like, yes, I have nobody with the sleep spell. Like, I don't do status effects in games. Why would I bother to breed people with a freaking sleep spell line of abilities? And then, (laughs) well, there you go. Um, I got news for you. I got news for you. If you're going to be reviewing uh, Persona 5 Royal... You need status effects in SMT games. Oh, yes, you do. Yeah, yeah. I'm currently <laughs> playing through uh, Persona 3 Portable, you know. I'm sorry. Me, the guy who, who finally gets through... <laughs> me, who finally gets around to playing it, you know, and then about 30 hours into it. Hey, guess what's coming to Switch? So, you know. Hey, Whatever. Baby, I bought that five years ago. I'm going to play it, damn it. Hey, maybe you uh, b- backtrack uh, Luck Dust by doing that I, I might have like that's that's what i borrowed your vita cable for out of the trip oh right uh, that yep because I, di- I didn't bring my switch with me i only brought my vita and i'm like i got so much stuff on that vita and sure enough i put like 60 hours in a persona 3 portable while driving around the country so but uh favorite memories the last one is i, I enjoyed playing as kiefer a lot more in caravan hearts i got some more time with kiefer that i was robbed robbed from having in dragon quest seven so i got my time back <laughs> still oh, that that moment in that game dragon quest seven still hits me hard it's like but he's on, hacked him he's, back in somewhere he's on the box you don't he's expect that box. character to to just disappear like a th- oh, not even a third a quarter of the way game. not yeah mm-hmm. i don't even think he gets a job it's not a, he no. disappears before the job classes open up <laughs> it's it's truly one of the most shocking moments in an RPG I've played. R.I.P. Kiefer, yeah. even though you didn't die, yeah. you just went away. You know, seeing that grave is like, oh! <laughs> oh, yeah, wait, he, he did ones. die, just in Well, just past. of natural causes, yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. I forgot he had a long, happy life, grave. just not with you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so what are some of your favorite monsters? I mean, every monster in the series has appeared in these games somewhere. Um, well, obviously the Great Saber Cat and any variation mm-hmm. of the Great Saber Cat or the Great Saber Cub. Um, I get sad when I end up having to breed out of that that particular one. And I had to do that for Joker 3 because the A rank one, I just wasn't cutting it. So had to make him stronger and I was sad to say goodbye. But... I, I love me the great saber cats. I, I love any of the dragon monsters that you can use. Um, mm-hmm. Just because I, I love dragons and the dragons in this game look so badass. They do. Uh, and there's such a variety. Course, you got the Eastern dragons, the Western mm-hmm. dragons, you got big old fat boys, giga, giga dragons. And yeah, they're, they're, I mean, for a game where you don't really do a lot of uh, questing for dragons, in the main line, at least they have a lot of dragons. Yes, and I love me some dragons. Um, I, and, and of course the slimes. I, I always gravitate towards the slimes because they are the the adorbs and I always like trying to get one of each one. Or mm-hmm. if, if I'm going to fill out any of the families, it's the slime family that I'm going to fill out because I love those the most. Wheels, got any favorites? 
slimes, all the variations of slimes, slime knights, <laughs> heal slimes. Love me some slimes. Uh, I mean, other than that, the the dumbest pun name possible uh, must be in my party at all times. At all times, the dumbest, right. worst pun I can find. And that could probably change every hour. Yeah, because there's plenty of them. No, and sometimes I think I rename the monsters with my own stupid puns too. So. <laughs> hey, when they can't cut it, you got to step in and uh, yeah. do what you got to do. And uh, I, I've got two that I usually, well, one that I think almost every one of these games I've had in my party when I rolled credits is the uh, King Metal Slime. Going yes. back to the original one, I always had a King Metal Slime in my party. Um, just, I love having that awesome defense. They're 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 not big attackers, but they usually do okay with magic. So you know, just having somebody there that like even final bosses are like wailing on and like oh five damage, ten damage, ha ha. Let me hit you with this uh, snowstorm or something like that because you're not going to really do much to me. Um, and I didn't realize until you said so that that was why that was your icon all the time. Oh, but that one's not my icon. My icon is the even farther evolution down the one, the Platinum King Slime. Right. But I actually, if you look at my um, avatar everywhere, what I do, I take a King Slime helmet and put it on the Platinum King Jewel okay. Slime. It's they usually so have tiny. little tiaras. Yep. They usually wear tiaras in the game, the Platinum King Slimes. But I like to, I have the King Metal Slime hat on the Platinum King Slime. Oh, okay. I like That's making the I King Platinum confused. King. It, <laughs> yes, so yes. Tiny, it's, little, it's hard to tell. That is true. That Oh, and I haven't updated my one on Skype. I just made a new one the other day for like the first time in a decade. My son was asking me to look up stuff the other day. We were sitting just playing, looking up Dragon Quest monsters on the computer. And he found an image. I want to say it's from Dragon Quest 10 of a Platinum King Jewel Slime. And he's like, Daddy, there's your picture. He's like, look at how shiny it is. And it like had like shines on it. It was like in high definition. But it was like you could tell it was like from like a monster book in the game, like an, a monster compendium mm-hmm. in the game. And I'm like, oh, man, like I'd have to do a lot of cropping to get that thing out of there. And, you know, being on vacation, just sitting up in North Carolina with nothing else to do. That's what I did for an hour. I cropped it out and <laughs> went in and got a I was playing around on an online image editor. And I cropped a um, I, I think right now. Yeah, it's like purple and green hat from a king slime. But I was like, man, I can get a light purple and a dark purple version from a king metal slime and make this look better. So I've been playing around. I changed it on Twitter. I changed it on Discord. Got to change it on Skype here. But I found some higher quality images 10 years later here. But uh, the other monster I want to give a shout out to, and this is one I probably about three or four games because he's not in all of them. It's called a hornbeat. It is a like the... uh, the beetle with oh, the long, right. like the long, gosh, what is it? Like horns, really, yeah. I guess. That's why it's a horn beat. It's a beetle, but with the long horn. Um, and I had him in Dragon Quest Monster 2, the Game Boy Color one. And back then you could name everybody. You got five letters. And, you know, 20-year-old me and 40-year-old me still had the same amount of humor. Always named him Horny. And uh, <laughs> But Bug, the, I don't want to say Dragon Quest Monsters 2 was the only one that had, in the original, not even the remake had it, they had a class of monsters called bugs. I don't even, now he's just in the nature family with trees and whatever, but they actually had a bug level. And bugs, 
one of their things is they leveled up really fast. So he could level up fast. He had really high um, offense. And, man, I've had him in a couple different games. And he he was even a two-slot in the uh, 3DS remake of that game. And I try not to use a lot of two-slot monsters because I'd rather have, like, just four, four cool monsters instead of, like, two or three cool monsters. Like, you're only allowed a certain amount of slots for monsters. I'd rather have four little guys and get all the coolness out of those. But... Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm the same. I love way. the horn beat. I made I made sure for for him and the King Metal Slime. That's basically how I beat a lot of the 3DS games. Like if they were there, or I'd have the King Metal Slime, and then whoever else could pack the physical punch next to me. So, uh, we have any favorite songs? Um, I'm for, I, I will say the final boss music to Joker Three. Um, I did have the. I like to have the sound up even on 3DS for um, final boss fights because those songs are usually pretty cool. And yeah, that one was pretty cool. Um, everything else I was playing portably, so I did not have the sound up, unfortunately, because <laughs> uh, I didn't want to disturb people around or my husband specifically, but people around me. I mean, I just I, I enjoy Dragon Quest Monster or Dragon Quest music in general. And a lot of the music from these games is um, yeah. straight from the mainline games. Yeah, and that, that was the other reason why I didn't have the sound up. It's like, I don't want to hear the same songs that I've heard in every other game. Mm-hmm. Even though I like it, I'm sick of it at this point. <laughs> Wheels, I'm guessing you didn't have a specific one that comes to your mind. Not really. I mean, Dragon Quest music <laughs> is Dragon Quest music. Uh, yeah. There were some nice tracks in Joker 2, like uh, either going like going after some of the giant monsters that weren't like just your typical Dragon Quest music. Uh, but yeah, nothing... Totally stands out to me. All right, and last we'll go uh, even at as rapid fire as we could, but uh, I don't think these will be too long. Our memories of when we played the different, the various games, and we'll go in a chronological release here. Um, we'll go with the very first one for Game Boy Color. I played that on my hacked Vita while binge watching My Hero Academia about a year ago. Okay, wheels. Of- you play that when it in the era it came out? No, I I think I first played them a few years later when I was in college. I used to go around to the game stores like I think after I got my Game Boy Advance, just like buying up Game Boy games on the cheap. So that's how I found the monster games then, and kind of just played with them a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. But the original ones are kind of the versions I've played the least in the series. Me and you yeah, did you... had the same hobby in college. <laughs> <laughs> And see, that was my hobby right after I graduated college because um, I moved in. Like, I went to college in Orlando, but then I was engaged and I moved up to Gainesville. And I taught in Gainesville for four years while uh, my fiance went through professional school. So I kind of lived the college life, kind of kind of like the grad school life, even though I wasn't in grad school. I lived the grad school life for four years Um well, at the time, making, like, I think it was the 65th out of 67 counties in Florida in terms of teacher pay. So my starting salary in 2001 was uh, very minimal. So, yes, affording Dragon Quest Monsters for, like, 10 bucks was good. <laughs> so that, that's when I played. And I, I remember playing it then in Gainesville. Yeah, probably 2002, 2003-ish. I do remember taking it. Oh no, that was the next one. I'll, I'll get on the next one. Yeah. Did either of you play the uh, the second one, Kobe's Journey and Terra's Adventure? Just a little bit after I finished one, but uh, around that same time I was binge watching My Hero Academia, but never finished mm-hmm. that one. And Wheels yeah. probably the same. Yeah, as just the first totally, one. 
Yep, just toyed with it. I think I don't even know which version I got. I think I got the the girl version. I think it may have been like a buck mm-hmm. cheaper or something. I do remember I had uh, both, and and I was kind of saying this earlier. I had both, and um, I used to link them up between my GBA and my GBA SP. And this would have been 2004, 2005, and just having so much time in the summer um, doing that breeding back and forth across the cables and be like, okay, I got these two monsters I want to breed. Let me load up my other game, trade one over there, breed them. Hey, cool. Now I've got two eggs instead of one. Let me trade you this egg back and then play on my main game until they both hatched, raise them up and repeat ad nauseum. But also, like, I used to go through those key worlds forever. I definitely remember one time being at a wedding in Lakeland, Florida, and just it was so boring. I, it was nobody I knew. Um, even my wife at the time was like, oh, OK, this is getting pretty bad. I'm like, I'm going to go hang out in the car for a while. Mm. Just sit outside. It's 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 the evening. It's cool. I won't suffocate in Florida and just like running key worlds. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So did either of you try Caravan Hearts? I think I booted it up and didn't understand it and didn't continue after that. I, I want to is... give it a try. I just need to tell myself to not treat it like a regular monsters game. I was going to say you played it like a true Dragon Quest fan. You booted it up, said what the fuck, and turned around. Right <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize how different it was. Vastly. Wheels? Same, though I did buy a bootleg uh, cart with the translation on it to play huh. someday. So there's that. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the one I I mean, the only fan translation I really remember following more than 10 years ago was this one. And yeah, March 2008, it came out. I plugged that sucker into my card the day it came out. I think it was right around spring break. I'm like, oh, I got so much time to play this. And yeah, I played it day one. I worked on breeding tables. I remember trying to help translate tables on a website. I mean, this is well before 2008 is well before uh you know, Chrome would just auto translate badly <laughs> websites for us. So you had no clue. Um, but I remember trying to help just because it had all the numbers of the monsters on there. You could at least look up another list and like figure out which monster was which. And yeah, to this day, there's a file on GBA temp with me having done that. What about Joker 1? I bought Joker 1 when it came out because that was at that time when... I was buying anything through uh, DS when it first came out. And what is that? Let's check in on the year on that real quick. Yeah, Joker 1. Joker 1, 2007. Yeah, so that was still during that drought of uh, JRPGs at the time. And played about, I want to say I got to the second or third island, and then I think something else came out, and I got distracted and never went back to it. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have been been dating my husband, at the current husband at the time, and our our paydays were go drop off the check at the bank, and then go to the McDonald's right next to the bank, and then go to the GameStop and buy games. (laughs) Now with direct deposit, it's just not that much fun. (laughs) Yeah, you know, get your paycheck, order, you know, get your paycheck, order DoorDash, and then and then Amazon it. Go on Amazon, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that that was our ritual all that entire time we worked uh, worked at that building uh, because we worked say we worked together. So good times, good times. I I miss that. Wheels. Uh, so 
this was the Joker one came out before my wife and I got married, and I was in grad school at the time. Although it's just, I spread it out over like six years, so I only had to do one class a semester. Um, but you know, it was before we were married, I was still living at home, had some disposable income, I was working a job, so I was buying lots of games day one, including this. So I played it a ton. Uh, my wife was working nights. So it was kind of just like, you know, I had a lot of free time on my hands and played this a ton, uh, especially given um, uh, working for a software company, everyone was in at like 10 a.m. so I could stay up late playing games. <laughs> so I played I played it a ton and really liked, um, despite the rough edges, just having like this cool 3D Dragon Quest to mess around with and collect monsters. And I've never really gotten into like this super in-depth stuff breeding monsters or anything crazy like that um did you but, do the online at all no i did not but yeah i i played a ton of joker and had a great time with it if they ever do a remake that polishes up some of the rough patches of joker one i will definitely check it out again seems like a great one two three bundle that could come out for switch or switch pro doesn't it yeah mm-hmm. So Just I, I remember yeah, I remember this release very distinctly because um came out about a year, maybe a year or two after Dragon Quest VIII. And back then, um, something that Square Enix did was hire a PR company and it created a website called slimenights.com for the Dragon to build up um Dragon Quest VIII in the West kind of momentum. And it had its own forum. They had these games that you could, or contests you could enter every two weeks. They'd be drawing, they'd be dress up. I remember dressing up my girlfriend um, completely in black, like a black sweatshirt, black hoodie, um, black pants, black socks, and then wrapping her in toilet paper and posing her to look like the uh, the way the mummies look like in Dragon Quest monsters and Dragon Quest games. Um, <laughs> And taking, and taking that picture and entering it in the um, contest they had here. But they had contests, they had forums, and like you'd win points if you did well in the pri- in the contest or if you voted on stuff. Um, every post you made got you like two points on the website, and there was a ranking. Like you, there were people ranked on the website, and you could turn those points in for prizes. You could win prizes. Um, and about a year after or half a year after Dragon Quest Eight came out, the site shut down for like a month and popped back up um, to promote Joker one. And I remember when it came back on, I, or maybe it was right before it left. I've got two Dragon Quest eight shirts from there. One I won in the contest, one I used my points on. I had a Dragon Quest slime PS2 controller that I got there through my points for free because I'd spent so much time on there. Um that thing, like, sadly melted away over the it, years. It turns into slime. It turns into <laughs> slime. It would, whatever cover they put that on, the PS2 one is crap. And, yeah, I remember just finally throwing it away. I'm like, this isn't even worth holding on to for, like, anything. I still got it for free. sitting around for some reason. Yeah, I, had I left it in some sort of case, even I, yucky and sticky, I would have probably kept that. I, Always wanted one, and they're expensive. And now I don't think I want one. You don't. It, don't do it. It, <laughs> it was not com. It was not comfortable at all either. No. 
Uh, they came out with a Switch Pro one or PS4 one in the past yeah, like, PS4 four or one. five years. PS4 one. And yeah, somebody knew was like, oh, I love playing with that, whatever. I'm like, I, I don't know how much you can reshape that to get me to try that again. Been there, <laughs> tried that. No, 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 no. I just, I thought it looked cute. Uh, I wanted it just as a slime figure. I didn't plan on ever using it as a controller, but I've heard yep, that. It looks cute. You're right. It looks cute. <laughs> Hard stop. Don't use it to play games, kids. Um, <laughs> but Joker one also. I was teaching uh, fourth and fifth grade at the time, and uh, all the boys were into Pokemon at that point. Hell, they all still are practically. But mm. this was like the one time, like I really had a chance to be like, "Hey, kids! Hey, kids! Hear about Dragon Quest? <laughs> have you have you heard about your my Lord and Savior Zoma?" Um, <laughs> He's a great S-ranked monster that you can breed in this game. Um, let, me, let me tell you how to make some breeding happen. Um, but that that was fun to be able to actually talk. And a couple kids actually got it. And I remember one of the few times since earliest in my career that I've been able to talk a current game that I really loved with some of the kids that I was teaching. Um, and I remember the online leaderboard, the way the uh, online worked in this game is you'd click in for the day and it would download like three different monster teams of that you could fight and and then you'd battle them offline and then it would upload your results and once you got ranked on Sunday or whatever it was like for the next week you'd get fight monster teams about your level or like one harder than you one lower than you and whatever and I remember trying to keep up for like a week or two and then it was just like nope forget this <laughs> I don't know how to do this and I'm not playing 10 hours a day so I'm not For all that good. you know, people were cheating. Oh, they very well. I, you know what? I forgot to even put that in there. I was playing Joker one a year before. I think I made it about halfway through the game. I was following a guide and playing it in Japanese on my, uh, my good old G six card back then too. So that's what when it came out, I'm like, oh man, I'm good. I know where to get a bunch of this stuff. And yeah, after about a week or two, it was like, nope. <laughs> all right, what about Joker two? Got it for my birthday. Um, didn't play it until about a month ago when I knew this was coming up and was looking for mm -hmm. something to play on my 3DS. I don't remember one. what I was doing at the time. Um, <laughs> I might have played a lot of it when we went to Oklahoma for um, our comic book day pilgrimage. We also played Com Joker too. Sorry. Oh, yeah. So this came out still before my wife and I had kids and she was still working mm -hmm. nights. So I still had lots of gaming time and I had was watching Lost at, at the time. So mm -hmm. fired this up and just got this whole cool vibe from the game and played the hell out of this one. Uh, I just really, really liked just about everything about this. And this was still before I'd gotten into poke back into Pokemon games because I had a long, long time where I, they just kept bouncing off me. And I think this game really started to get me back into that sort of game. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I loved loved the look and feel of this game and getting... I, I, I don't remember how much I got into breeding different monsters, but yeah, I played the absolute heck out of this game for a long time. Yeah, and uh, I remember... So this game came out, I want to say 2000... Oh, it came out in... Uh, 2011 so i uh, was staying off air i got divorced separated divorce 2008 to 2009 
And while I was single for a couple of years, I was like, okay, I got to put all my effort. I want to find a wife. I want to have kids. I want to have a family. Um, married a high school sweetheart, and that just didn't work out and spent my entire 20s on that. And I'm like, nope, nope. I wanted to have kids. I want to have a family by now. So met my wife in 2011. We started dating. Um February, March of 2011, and it wasn't till that. And I'd met her, I'd met her parents a bunch of times over the summer. And she, uh, wife had bought had a town home, and she had a roommate. <coughs> and her brother lived upstairs in the town home too. Her second roommate was her brother, and so I'd met him plenty of times, being over there all summer. And like the welcome to the family, like kind of in a bad way, moment was. August of September of that year is right near the beginning of the school year. And my brother, my future brother-in-law calls me up. I'm at work probably second, third week of school. And he's like, listen, my dad just got diagnosed with brain cancer. My sister will be home in about an hour or two. I don't know if you can get off and go home now and tell her, I don't want to call her over the phone. Um, can you get off the next few days of work? Can you guys both pack bags and get to Tampa ASAP? So I did. Um, I mean, I'd worked at my school for like five years and they were like, no, 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 whatever you need to do. Go, go, go. And so the whole family rushed down to Tampa and we all sat in the hospital for like five days because he'd been feeling bad for months. And then it just one day they decided to actually take a CAT scan and holy crap. So they started doing some stuff right away and he was in the hospital for two weeks, I want to say. And we all were there for probably three, four or five days just sitting in the hospital, sitting in the hospital and, you know, Eventually, I picked up my phone and I'm like, oh, you know, video games. I used to play E and kind of searched up Dragon Quest, looked at the websites I hadn't looked at in like two years, was like, oh, damn, there's a, there's a new Joker game coming out and um, getting engaged to my wife shortly thereafter and having a more stable life again. It was like, ah, oh, you know, got got Joker, too. Um, I think I was messaging wheels today. Like, that was one thing when I moved in with my wife. I think, like, the first thing I had delivered to her townhome was my Joker 2 strategy guide. <laughs> and it's freaking eye-searing yellow. The whole book is just yellow, this Brady guide with monsters on it. And I had it a week, two weeks, never saw it again. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know what my wife or her brother or their roommate at the time did with it, but son of a bit, I... I like we moved out and bought a house like two years later. And I do remember while moving like, oh, that book's going to show up. We're going to move some piece of furniture and it'll be there. Nope, never showed up. So I, I, might, to that guy? I might need to send you my copy if you're dying to have it for your <laughs> Dragon Quest collection. Oh, no, no, I'm good. Because <laughs> um, I got mine when uh, our haste local Hastings was going out of business. Mm. Yeah, that was something I probably should have looked up at the time. Like it's we're looking today and it's not that bad. It's like twenty, twenty-five bucks. Yeah. Uh, shockingly. Yeah, like those things could be a lot more now. But my gosh, how do you lose a freaking neon yellow gigantic book? I think it's a couple hundred pages because it's got all the monsters in it, but oh well. I digress. Let's get back to Joker Three. Uh, Joker 3, my most recent memory was um, Sunday over the holiday weekend. <laughs> I I had Monday off, so I didn't have to go to work that morning. And I was really tired and went to bed early. And my brain was like, oh, that was a nice power nap. It's two in the morning. Let's, we're, we're ready for our day. So in my little bout of insomnia, it's like, you know what? I'm at the end of Joker 3. I'm going to go 
lay down on the couch in the dark and beat Joker 3. And that's what I did. Um, got, getting through that final dungeon and taking on that kind of boss gauntlet with those giant bosses at the... At, mm. um, I, I think it's a rematch of each boss in the game, now that I think about it. And t- taking on those guys that are it thinking is. to myself... Yeah, it, it's like the dark myself, form of them, right? The yeah. purple crystals are jutting out of them. It's like, wow, the, these guys are really hard. Are these optional? Oh no, they're main story <laughs> bosses. I gotta rework my team. So, I think I ended up actually going to bed at, back to bed at like three, no, maybe it was like four in the morning. Or something like that when I was finally tired enough to go to bed and I, I roll, rolled credits and was so tired at that point. It's like, you know, I'm going to close the DS and I'm going to watch the credits in the morning because now I am tired. And <clears throat> yeah, it, it was funny making the memory that recently because <laughs> nice yeah, little was... bout of insomnia there. <laughs> yeah. Wheels, you played this one, right? Yeah, I've not a ton of Joker 3. Uh, I think um played it a bit just in Japanese. So I have a physical copy of the, not even the pro version, and then played it a bit more once the fan translation came out. Uh, but I intended to play it more after I finally finished Dragon Quest 7, and that was obviously a marathon endeavor, and I kind of... Uh-huh. <laughs> Need to finish some other Dragon Quest games first before I play that one, but I will get back to it eventually. But yeah, just dabbled with that one a bit um, near the original release and then after the release of the fan translation. Mm -hmm. So this will include a little bit of my next game too, uh, Terry's Wonderland. But um, I don't know what I was doing in the spring of 2018, probably just wasting time online because I did not want to work on my master's thesis but uh in spring of 2018 i was finishing up my master's program i did it online in london through um a school there that my company picked out and i think it was the way i did my master's program was there were just nights that i would stay up till 1 a.m like my (laughs) wife would put the kids down at eight o'clock and i would get four or five hours of typing and whatever research in and a lot of those times I was looking to distract myself at night and just like, what have I not looked up recently? Like, hey, what's the fan translation world going on in Dragon Quest? And realized completely that I'd missed Terry's Wonderland, 3DS, and Joker 3 fan translations. Um, so even though over spring break of that year, like that's when I really should have been working hard on my dissertation, we didn't, I, I distinctly remember not going on vacation for spring break for the first time ever um just to sit and do that almost all night i I just did it at nights and like i would take breaks and i would play terry's wonderland 3ds and joker 3 pro off and on um although i I beat both of them between spring and summer because i I would just kind of go back and forth through between both of them and be working on other stuff and playing other games too but like that was my hey i just finished a page of my dissertation i get to play 30 minutes of joker 3 or terry's wonderland um yeah and then it was and then last year when i hacked my 3ds um i was like oh there's a joker 3 pro translation out there um there's there's kind of a little something happened in the fan community it was um the guy who did the Joker three translation did most of the pro stuff, 
but they were kind of burnt out after doing um, Terry's Wonderland and Joker 3 kind of back to back. And there were some problems with some parts of Joker 3 Pro and like they just never got around to finishing it. And then last year, somebody, as he said, uh, just talking to him about it and going through it, he's like, oh, damn. He goes, yeah, that's my work. He goes, they're not crediting me, but that's that's what we did on it. Um, as he he's like, I don't even know how this happened. The GitHub or something, somebody found like a password protected area where he had done the work on the pro version and took his work and kind of finished it off. Um, as he said, he was honestly, he's like, I mean, I don't really care that they did that. He goes, I wish they would have just, you know, been nice enough to ask or to say, but he goes, I'm not going to tell people not to pay it. It's out there now and it's 99% good. There's a couple little untranslated lines here and there, but um, yeah, I dropped another 70 hours on the pro version last year. And because it was on the hack 3ds, not on Citra or, you know, emulated on the computer, you could do the online stuff. And I had so much fun with the online um, because nobody's doing online. So I could go on there and get my ass handed to me three straight battles every day and still like get all the prizes and every Sunday for like, you made the top 250 in the world. (laughs) (laughs) And I I was always top 100 in the United States, like sometimes even top 50. Like, yeah, I'm number 50 of 50. (laughs) All these people in Japan are like, who's this playtime and why is he always in the top 50 <laughs> and, and what's great is you could um you could kind of like in pokemon where you could randomly you know trade with people they mm-hmm. had random you could do randomly battle people just like hey i want to find a ba- partner to battle and if you battled those people you could save their team and you could battle their team and try to scout one of their monsters away oh. That is is really cool. Yeah, it wouldn't take them from the person. It just saved a copy of the team on your 3DS, and then you could battle them just for fun. And, oh, my God, there's somebody in Japan that's out there just who loves rotating slimes into their team and just scout doing this all the time. I must have met the guy like five times. Like, you think you know that there's slimes and she slimes, but there's lemon slimes, there's lime slimes, there's cherry slimes, there's plum slimes. Uh, you got the snow slime, the gold slime, the metal slime. There's like 15 different ones. And like, I swear every day of the week, I'd like battle this guy, find him just randomly canvassing and, and like that save his team and try to scout one of his monsters because it only let you scout one and then it would delete that team from your memory. Um, or at least you couldn't scout it again. You could fight the guy a bunch of times just for fun on your own, just to practice. But And they were all level one. Like, the guy literally <laughs> was just doing this to let people scout these monsters. Some which were, like, special event ones and whatever. So That is that so really awesome. Cool. Yep. So, it might, and I want to say this is where my kids got really interested last year in lime slimes and lemon slimes. And they just want to make perler beads of all the different rainbow slimes that they could make. <laughs> That is so cool. <laughs> so, uh, did either of you play the Terry's Wonderland 3DS remake? Yes. Oh. Um, I had notorious trouble trying to get it to run on my 3DS, on my hack 3DS, and I realized I was having issues because um, the, the version I found wasn't updated, and I needed to go find the mm. update for it to work. And it's always kind of scary when your hack 3DS like crashes to the uh, to the red uh, screen of death and then shut shuts completely down. Like, oh my god, did I kill it? Okay. <laughs> um. So that that was Terry's Wonderland, and then I'm playing through it. I'm like, wait, this is seems familiar. <laughs> oh, I didn't know these were remakes. 
because I, it just it didn't even click in my head that they had the same characters and the same ones as the Game Boy Color ones. So I, I thought I was going to play Terry's Wonderland first, and then I was like, wait, since I beat this game, I'm going to play through uh, Kobe and the other one. Why do I keep forgetting her name? Tara. Tara. Kobe and Tara. Um, I'm going to play through their game since I never finished that one. So I'm, I'm playing through it right now, actually. Um, I don't know how far I'm going to get. It's like my, my portable kind of bedtime game. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm, I'm having fun with it so far. I j- just got to that first island. And we'll, we'll see how far I get. I, I want to finish it just so that I can. I, I think at that point, the only one I'll have an infinite. Well, I won't have finished Caravan Heart and Joker 1 since technically it's a remake. So we'll, we'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll keep right. you updated. <laughs> Wheels, you played this one? Yeah, so like I said before, this is one of the games I got when I first got a Japanese 3DS and played it like a ton in Japanese. Uh, and like the more I played it, the more it just kind of annoyed me. And it was really, like I said, because I was playing this after Joker 2 and it, although I knew they were remakes of the original games, I was really expecting a lot more changes, I guess, hmm. and not to hang out in a giant tree most of the game. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, but once the fan translation came out years later and I went back and started it over and kind of gave it another chance, uh, I enjoyed it a lot more. But yeah, I mean, despite being annoyed by the game, I did have a lot of cool moments, like seeing the dragon and the golem and getting a lot of cool monsters. Um, so even though I did bounce, bounce, I, I still put like 20 hours into it in, in Japanese, I think. Uh, if you get to the post game, there's a whole post game where, Oh, surprise. He has to win another tournament, but you get to, <laughs> yeah, it's like, Oh, now you got to do this story. Other day, maybe the story day tournament. I don't know. But, um, you get to go to a monster town. You get to go somewhere else, and there's a new hub town where it's all run by monsters. Like there's a skeleton dude that'll, you know, sell you new swords and a little slime running the counter to buy herbs and whatnot. Um, and around the town, there are some more travel panels, and then you get to the end of the town. There's, I think, four or five main gates that you got to beat before you can then do the tournament and finish the post game. It's, I mean, it's the same basically the same part as the main game again but you get to go to a new town yeah it's like a halloween town almost because they're all the they're all the monsters <laughs> and i feel like it's dark like that may be part of the thing like their town is trapped in darkness or something but all right and kelly it, I, i'd already mentioned i played it back in 2018 kind of side by side with joker 3 when i realized they came out together um all right, so the last game is the Dragon Quest Monsters 2 remake. And we'll, we'll start with you this time, because I think it's probably more of what you just said. You got this along with uh, Terry's Wonderland. Yeah. Around with it a little. I never played it. I, oh, okay. I planned on playing it after finishing the remake of one, and obviously <laughs> said I eventually uh, stopped doing that. So uh, I've never actually fired up the remake of two. Um, but yeah, with the fan translation out, they are uh, in the backlog. And if anyone who listens to Q&A Quest knows, I have a massive Dragon Quest backlog issue because <laughs> I, buy games. All, I buy all the games when they come out and dabble them a bit and just, yeah. 
Wasn't that you with games in general? <laughs> in games in general, sure, but a lot of <laughs> Dragon for for series I love, I usually go mm-hmm. back and finish them. And yeah. just for whatever reason, Dragon Quest, I just uh, probably just because a lot of them are so long, I, I and I can't figure mm-hmm. out which one to stick to. I kind of just bounce around, and it's it's been a problem for a long time. But mm-hmm. with seven finished and eleven's the next one, I'm going to be finally start clearing off that bat- backlog. Oh, good luck. Hopefully. It's an well, endeavor. We'll yeah. Well, <laughs> there, there, you know, we didn't talk, I didn't mention this earlier, but one of the coolest parts about this game is at the very beginning, there's a new opening um, where this like sky dragon comes down and gives you an egg and you get to design your own monster Ooh. at the beginning yeah. of this game. That's pretty yeah, cool. that's, they call it the Montner, M-O-N-T-N-O-N-R. It, it's a really uh, weird thing. And I remember talking to the translator and he's like, yeah, it, it's got a weird name. And we just had to make a call on it. And, like we needed to call it other than something than the monster. So they called it like Montnor. But you get to pick a body type. You can pick a little slime face that's like floating. Um, I picked mine to look more like a big feral cat standing up yep that's and what then, i picked yep the, you can give you can pick colors you can pick um like put claw different claws on it or different wings on it or different whatever on it um and it's pretty cool it starts out as it's your first monster um because it hatches and they tell you like take good care of my son or whatever um and as the game progresses it will never change you can breed but it'll always just be itself um but stronger and just like in some of the Joker games, as you breed, the monster will have a little plus number next to it. Like it may be like B rank, but plus 23 or plus 35 or whatever. Um, as you get those pluses to different heights, like if you get it to like 20, it jumps from an F rank to like a C rank and then to an A rank and then you can get it to S rank. So it can be viable throughout the whole game. There are parts where it's less viable until you can breed it enough to get it to that next rank but like my guy stayed with me all the time i named it after our cat um playing with my kids around last year i named it kitty bitty and uh which is our cat's name and kitty bitty was always with me and had these big old claws and i can't remember if he had wings or whatever um and if you get all the way through the post game you get another one. Oh, cool i mean at that point what are you gonna do you yeah. beat the post game but <laughs> like i made one and then immediately turned it off and never played it again so yeah, I I felt bad at having to recustomize mine rec- recently because I, I somehow managed to give it arms instead of wings. Because uh, uh, mm. I, I restarted the game for some reason I can't remember, but it's like, no, I don't want it to have four arms. I want it to have wings. Oh, you mm-hmm. don't want to be, you're happy with how you are. Oh, well, I feel bad, but you're going to have arms or wings because <laughs> you look cooler. Yeah. I kept the name Montner. I don't know why, just because I kind of think that name's funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I can't remember what the translator said. It's probably on my Slime Time episode from last summer. I had him back on, and I remember um, I'd been in contact with this guy since December of 2019, and he'd messaged me off and on um, before he let like made posts about it. Um, he let me know. He's like, hey guess what, found somebody, we're working on it. Because I told him, like, that number two was my hands-down favorite game. Um, that's I went through it, did all those 312 monsters. Not that I would ever do it now with the six or seven or 800 they have on there and the crazy um, combinations you got to do to breed these days. 
but he dropped the fan translation on April 1st, 2021. And I remember messaging him on the side like, dude, is this an April Fool's joke? And he's like, oh, is that what today is? And his the, the whole reason of doing it, it was on a Thursday last year because um, I, I want to say April 3rd must have been Easter. He wanted people to have... He's like, oh, I know a lot of people have like Good Friday or Easter Monday off. I want to I want to release it on that Thursday before that long weekend so that people have a long time to play it. Like he actually planned it like to do it that day before the long weekend and just didn't realize it was April 1st and <laughs> it come off as a joke re- releasing that at 5 p.m. on April 1st. <laughs> what a bro, though. What? No, just him wanting to release it over a long weekend so that people have time to play it. That's yeah. that's a bro move. Yep. Yep. He, he was really tied into the community there so like i played it i, I must have gone through that monster creation like five times that night um on my pc and then yeah april 2nd last year is when i was like okay i'm gonna sit down and as long as it takes i'm gonna freaking hack my 3ds because i'm not playing this on the computer damn it so i did and i hacked my 3ds and um i dropped uh, i mean i played it 60 70 hours and this is the game that finally my son was like, oh, I'd play that. Hmm. So a month later, you know, in May of last year, I went back and then hacked my old 3DS um, and set it up for my son, gave him custom backgrounds and everything. And he dropped over 70 hours on that. Like, he loved it. He, He did get a little stuck near the end. And since I'd already beaten it, I traded him my horn beat and he, he took good old horny and <laughs> beat it. And then he, I was very surprised he beat the post game. I like I he, he said he was working on it. And I'm like, well, there's a lot of tricky stuff there. And I, seven years old, man, he went all the way through it. And like I, I was going to share this with my favorite moments, but we were talking about drawing like breeding trees and everything. He woke me up one day last summer. And there was like a post-it note in my face. I'm like, what? Uh, what are you doing? He had drawn a little breeding tree on the post-it note because he had looked up online what he wanted to do and how he was going to do it. And I was like, oh, my God. He's like, Daddy, look, I drew a breeding tree just like you. And I was like, oh, you so did it. Cute. Oh, and, that's uh, adorable. Yeah, he, and he, he, he rolled credits. I remember I was a little annoyed with him because he was dying to have a, um, like, the Platinum King Jewel Slime is the, thing with the tiara and it looks like a gem but he wanted the gold one he wanted the gold gem slime and i was like dude i never even got one and i looked up what to do and it was like oh you need to have i think it was a hundred mini medals it was the prize for getting up to a hundred mini medals and i looked and the i i must have had like 75 or 76 so i did the online battles that would get me mini medals as prizes and did that hard for a week, even though I'd beaten it like a couple months earlier and was on the Joker 3 Pro last summer. I went hard and kept doing the online battles until I saved up, got that 100 mini medals, got it, and then the next day traded it to him. He was so excited. Within like 24 hours, he had bred it into something else. And I was like, what the hell? <laughs> I, I probably spent 10 hours doing online battles, just grinding out mini metals so you could breed this thing. The first. He's like, but it was like, looked like a good base monster. I'm like, are you kidding me? His brother was so mad at him at level that uh, his five-year-old brother last summer too. He's like, that was the best. It was yellow. It was golden. I can't believe you did that. so it became a family thing last summer with that game oh son you're disowned no yep like my god it took forever to get those stupid mini medals (laughs) and then he just plows it away 
turned it into like some bird or whatever. It wasn't even like a high level one. Just randomly bred it. Oh, kids. <laughs> what are you going to do? Can't give him anything nice. Could, uh, could be worse. He could have traded a shiny Mew for a Bidoof. He's got a story about that. I think he traded a shiny um, a champ once Uh-oh. on a Sword and Shield, but it was probably some hacked one that he got anyway. Eh. Diamond doesn't. Oh, I, I think we're about ready to wrap up unless you guys have anything else you want to breed. I I thought that this was going to be a short show, but no. It, it, <laughs> As I see probably... it, tick, 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 60 minutes. <laughs> Um, I, I, well, when I thought it was just going to be me and you, bad, I thought it was going to be kind of short-ish, and then realized, like, wait, there's a lot more games in this series than I thought. And mm-hmm. um, you know, it's okay. Games. Yeah, so, yeah, someone's got to talk them up because they're obscure and they're really good little games, just fun little Dragon Quest spinoffs. It's not even about being the Pokemon Club. It just, I, I love them. And I hope that I made, like you guys, I'm look, so looking forward to uh, Treasures. Um, yeah. You know, I say that, like, I've never really met the casual Dragon Quest fans that really play these. But when I go on and I look at the listening statistics for our Slime Time episodes, like, by far, like, hundreds more. Our, our number one episode is when I had the translator on the first time. And give it another year, and probably my second most listened to episode will be when I had him on again last summer. So, it, it, like, people search it out. Yeah, who, who knows? Maybe they just want to hear about it to see if it's for them. Mm-hmm. Um, you'd be surprised. But um, you're probably exhausted, and I know Wheels has got to get on to Q&A Quest. So thank you very much, Wheels, for stepping up on tonight to talk um i love having you on for some of these more obscure series and of course say thank you matt for coming back i've missed you so much Uh, oh i missed you i missed home i missed not (laughs) driving eight hours a day oh so i I don't know how much you're gonna look forward to our next show which is uh witch in the hundred night (laughs) (laughs) i will be there for the 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 lols you're going to be there for the good cup, bad cup, because I didn't hate it like I thought I was going to. Ooh, intrigue. Yeah, yeah, mm. intrigue indeed. Um, so th- that's going to be in two weeks. I-, I know that the schedule has been kind of crazy, but um, we have to accommodate many different people with many different schedules. And sometimes we got to postpone a show and that's OK. Um, I Robert's an excellent person, but he's also got a weird work schedule, so sometimes we have to work around that because he's also a walking encyclopedia and fun to ha- have on the show. <laughs> um, and it's really handy because he remembers stuff that just completely left my head. <laughs> so um, thank, thank you very much, listener, for ha- hanging out with us on this fun show. Um, it, it was awesome. Happy to have my podcast partner back, and I hope you have a pleasant day. Uh, Thanks for listening.
wanna play my Dragon Quest and level all the slimes. <laughs>